cutting edge seed and chemical. Your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627 1064. Good afternoon, everyone, and what began with the heat of summer has, uh, well, for one of these two teams, is going to end in the cool of a November afternoon here in the state football playoffs. I'm Randy Bushcutter. With me, Scott Mowring, as we're bringing the coverage of Elm Creek as they take on Burwell, and it just seems to be almost a, a rite of passage this time of year. Since 2012, these teams have gotten together five times, and Burwell has had some success. They won the state championship in 2016, were runners-up in 15 and in 2018 last year. But Elm Creek has had the better of this series since 2012. The Buffaloes 4-1 and one throughout the run, that run against the Burwell Longhorns, and they've got the home field advantage here this afternoon. And uh, Coach Mooring, uh, we've seen Elm Creek last week. This is a team that has a lot of speed, and I think for that reason, I would say Elm Creek could be the favorite here today. Yeah, you know, the Elm Creek is uh, uh, very fast, uh, but not very big. And, uh, you know, the Burwell Longhorns are a little bit uh, rougher bunch, uh, as, as, as they have been in the past. And, you know, that's how you get to uh, play in Lincoln three of the last four years. So there's a lot of playoff experience on both sides of the uh, both both teams here. Elm Creek, you think, has the advantage uh, by already having a win over Burwell this season. This seasons, But, uh, you know, you don't count out uh, – teams that go to the playoffs or go to go to Lincoln very often. So. Yeah, and again, I think that experience does help them. But again, you know, Elm Creek is going to be a team that has a lot of confidence. As I mentioned, they've won four out of the last five matchups uh, during the playoffs, not to mention a win earlier this year. And again, you you ha- get those wins by being able to kind of slow down Burwell's offense. Meanwhile, your your offense gets going pretty well. Uh, Xavier Perez run for over 800 yards so, the, so far this season. Carson McC- Carter, over 600 yards. And again, you give those guys a crack, they're off to the races. And I don't think Burwell's got the speed to catch up. Yeah, a lot of speed uh, by the quarterback and running back positions for Elm Creek. And, uh, you know, if uh, if they're all over Perez, uh, McCarter's going to keep it, and, he, and he's pretty quick of foot as well. So, yeah, I, that's that's going to be the key of the game. Um, you know, we saw last week Elm Creek get two, three yards a pop early in the, early in the game, and those went into 30, 40, 50-yard gains later on in the game. So Elm Creek's going to try and establish that running game uh, again today with those same two players. All right, well, we'll find out how this goes as uh, we will continue with more of our pregame show brought to you, as always, by our good friends at Hogemeyer Hybrids. Contact Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Hybrid seed dealer near you. We're stepping away for a moment. We'll come back and we'll talk with the two head coaches right after this. Currently, I have children as young as a year old that are working on some feeding and swallowing problem-solving, those basic speech and language areas of articulation and phonology. Those are what most people think of when they think of speech therapy. These children are going to go out into the community and they're going to be able to make a difference and they're going to be able to be independent. When I came to Mary Lanny, there was no pediatric speech therapy program. Our space was very limited and we've more than outgrown that space. The first time a child does something that they've not ever done before, it's so rewarding. All that time and effort, it makes it worthwhile, and it just makes you want to continue to do what you do every single day. My name is Brooke West, speech-language pathologist at Mary Landing Healthcare. 
Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Welcome back to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show on ESPN. It seems like we say Burwell versus Elm Creek a heck of a lot when it comes to the football playoffs, and we have it here again. Coach Luke Gideon is here to join us and talk about uh, his Longhorns, who came up just a couple points short of bringing home another state championship last week. And Coach, uh, you guys, uh, when when you've done what you've done the last five years and making it to the finals as many times as you've had, you're going to get some preseason notoriety. Did you think it was warranted considering uh, what you had coming back and what you had lost? Well, I think it was to a certain point for the, you know, we had a good, we had a, a small number of, of really exceptional core players coming back, uh, but we were going to surround them with a bunch of young kids that hadn't played a lot, but those young kids were athletic. So I suppose that, yeah, right. It came with the territory where we deserving of it. Um, you know, that's debatable, but um, it, it is what it is, and our younger kids, I, I think, have gotten better throughout the year, but it's been challenging at times. But I guess that's why you play the games, and um, each week you know, sometimes you wonder what's going to happen. But um, I think this, this year has been um, a year that we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot about who are some of our younger players are and, and tried to develop them and get ourselves to where we're at right now. When you see Elm Creek again on the schedule, and now you're even in the same district, but you've played two out of the last or three out of the last four years in, in the playoffs, what do you think when you pick up the bracket and you see that? Well, you know, when you play somebody as much as, as we have Elm Creek, it's always, you know, and you know they're always a talented team. And um, so it's, you know, that our tendencies are, <laughs> you pick up on them pretty easy about what uh, what each team likes to do. So, um, that always makes it a challenge itself, and um, when they when they want to win as bad as we do, it's it's another one of those teams that you know it's it's usually going to go through them or it's going to go through us. So um, yeah, it's always a challenge, but it's always exciting. It's always fun to be a part of a game like that. Um, our kids are always looking forward to to being in a, in a good game, and and when you play home cricket, it always is. Well, take me back to the first meeting of the year, uh, the two teams that uh, have beaten you. Uh, that was a close game with Elm Creek. Arcadia Loop City got the better of you, but they're both still in the playoffs with a chance to maybe see uh, Arcadia Loop City again, just like you did last year in the playoffs. But what was it after getting off to the 3-0 and start, putting points on the board that uh, happened against Elm Creek? Well, I think, you know, those first three games we played were, I thought, games that we were, you know, as far as opponent-wise, that um, – we we got away with a lot of things, and then once we played Elm Creek, those things showed up amongst our team about what we had to do to get better. And um, a lot of our guys, I think, you can tell them, you can tell them all you want, but sometimes they have to experience it uh, uh, to learn the lessons of, <laughs> you know, being out there on the field. So, um, you know, I think Elm Creek exposed us a little bit uh, where we were weak at, and. Um, you know, and and those are things that we we've been working on trying to get better. So when you play a good team like Elm Creek, um, you're not going to get away get away with some of the things that you can get away with, with with some of the teams that you play that you just might be better on paper than. So um, I think we learned a lot from that game, and we, were, we learned a lot from the a- ALC game. Um, two, I think, are really good football teams. I think probably two of the better teams that are in the West here. So uh, when you play good teams, you learn a lot about your team, and then you just got to prepare and, and hopefully get better the next time you come up against them. Talk with Luke Gideon, Burwell head football coach. Another game with Elm Creek in an eight-pointer the first time that they played. Uh, where do you think, I mean, you talked about shoring some things up, but where do you think your football team is better in this last month? Well, I, I think that we have definitely gotten, I like to, I, I, you know, in my mind that we have gotten better. And um, 
we've had we've moved a few kids around in, in different positions and stuff to try to uh to to do what's best for our team and, and give ourselves a chance so um and, and I think some of our younger guys have just it was just the experience of of seeing things and um you know sometimes like I say you got to learn the hard way and I think that several times this year we've learned the hard way and I think our last three or four games that uh, we've even had a couple close games that we've seen our kids are doing the right things and um uh, we're starting to create a few more turnovers that was probably our biggest thing you know from this year to last year is uh, our defense last year just created so many turnovers our defense was really really tough last year so and and that made uh, and we had big plays on offense so two things we haven't done the whole lot this year um we haven't created a lot of turnovers and then we haven't had a lot of big plays and so I think teams have taken advantage of that and so we got to be better on both sides of the ball doing that and um to give us to give ourselves a chance we're talking with Luke Gideon tell the folks that haven't seen you play this year Luke what the biggest difference in your eyes is from the team that made it to the state finals last year we're going to recognize some of the names you had an off-season injury uh, that maybe I've hurt you on the line but what do you think's the big difference between uh, this year's football team uh, that once again is trying to make a run well I've just the biggest difference is, is, is the kids that um, you know we had a big senior group last year and this year we only have four seniors on our team um, but the guys that we got this year those those seniors uh you know two or three of them played a big role in, in those championship games and so that will be played in the last few years so you know we got that solid core nucleus of guys with that leadership that that have that passion that want to win and with our younger guys bringing them along um i think they've they've gotten better they've gotten tougher um they've got both mentally the part of it so it's like you know they've always wanted to been they've also have seen it and been part of that winning uh um, image we've always had up here, but now they're out there and it's them doing it. So um, it's on them, and that's what we're, we're you know they they got to grow up a little bit. And it's time to grow up, and because um, it's playoff time, and now it's the time of the year where you know you got to win every game because if you don't, you're going home. And Luke, do you believe in playoff experience? Do you think your guys have maybe a little bit of an advantage there? I, I think so. I think I think our kids are extremely mentally tough up here, and um, being a part of it, um, not only playing them but seeing it and um they just know what our expectations are so um like i say we're really excited to play this game tonight and i just you know i hope that uh we go out there and we execute like we have been the last two or three weeks and and, you know and our our kids show up to play all right coach always great catching up with you and uh, best of luck to the longhorns once again all right. Thanks, Doug. That's Gideon, the head football coach at Burwell. We'll be back and chat with Jace Doolin of Elm Creek as the Hogemeyer Hybrid pregame show continues here on ESPN Radio. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas, and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine, and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. 
Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center has physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Dr. Conley, Dr. Johnson, and Dr. Blake at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they are where you are. With six satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska, they provide the highest quality care to everyone. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center, specializing in you. Back on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show, Jay Stula, the head football coach of the Elm Creek Buffaloes, as we've seen him now three straight weeks, and uh, a change in what happened at the end of the year with Arcadia Loop City to really taking care of business against Palmer. So, Coach, congratulations on uh, moving on. And your team's defense, I mean, we take a look at that Loop City game. We talked about it last week a little bit. Uh, They were given a couple of turnovers that helped them out, but the only other team that is really – pressed you a little bit this year from putting some points on the board is tonight's opponent in Burwell. Uh, yeah, for sure. They do a lot of stuff on uh, offense that can confuse you, and that's, that was our game plan this week going through. Is we definitely got to get on our scouting ports and know what formations they're going to run. They run 15 different formations. They're going to try to get you out of place and out of position and take advantage of that, and uh, our defense got to do a good job of communicating and being in the right position. We talked about it a little bit with Coach Gideon. Uh, now that even though you guys aren't necessarily very close as far as it comes to mileage, you're in the same district, you've played so many times in the playoffs against each other, the winner has usually made a pretty good run themselves in the playoffs. What's the pluses and the minuses to playing a team that you're not really rivals with, but yet you've seen so many times? The pluses is when you do game plan, you know what they are going to do, uh, especially when you're facing a Burwell offense with so much of what they do on offense is – you kind of get the familiarity of getting being all used to it. Um, more times seeing them in different years is better than seeing them in the same year. Uh, when you see somebody in the same year, you, they're going to have a little more edge and a little more urgency uh, to get the revenge that loss early in the year. So um, we definitely got to be ready for them. They're going to give everything they got to us. and We got to be the same and it should be a good battle. As we said, just because you lost in the last game of the regular season, it wasn't because you played bad. But how did you think the guys responded in the week of practice and in the game against Palmer? I've got to love it. As a coach here, it's just one of those things that I think it fired our team up a little more. And uh, it's one of those things we got in practice the week after. And the kids had a little bit more urgency. They they knew that they were in that game against uh, Loop City, and they knew Loop City is a, a top four team in the state. And so that just kind of gets a measuring stick for us, and we know uh, we can battle with any team. And uh showed when we came in the playoffs that uh, we're ready and we're ready to go and we're playing our best football. Tell us about what you thought happened in the first game uh, with Burwell. Uh, first game, uh, we made some good adjustments at halftime. Um, it was a close game. I think we had a touchdown lead, or if not closer, at halftime, and we made some adjustments that we liked off our motion. and. Um, I had a big advantage of them um, going in this game. It's kind of same thing. What are they going to adjust to how we motion and show different looks? Uh, we got on them early, but they battled back, and that's a Burwell team that, that's assigned to uh, Coach Gideon and their team and their coaching. And the way they kids are, they're not going to give up. And uh, this game is going to be that way. It's going to come down to a few playmakers and a few plays in the game, and uh, hopefully we get a couple lucky bounces and, uh, and putting ourselves in a position to make those plays. 
we've talked about your speed and what an advantage it is. And when you think Burwell, I mean, let's face it, you think Cowboys, you think wrestling, you think ranching, you think all of that kind of thing. Do they Are they any different than any of the teams in any aspect that you've played here in the last four or five years? Uh, yeah, I don't know. They, and yes and no. Um, <laughs> it is they. It is one of those that they are familiar. They're pretty stay balanced on offense. They still like to run the football, and they still will throw on you, to, and it'll hurt you. Um, they always have. They always have a quarterback. But uh, one thing this year that's different is they got some big boys in the backfield, um, and they're they're one of those things that they're going to run downhill. Um, they like to run a little bit more than what they did in the past, just a little bit. But it's one of those things that you got 210 pounds in the backfield and you can turn around and hand it off to Jace Williams 40 times. Uh, they're going to do something like that to win the football game. You got to really ba- uh, stand up and uh, be tough and really stop what they're doing the best at. Coach, I'm curious. I've talked about this for a number of years. Sometimes the guy's got a kicker. Sometimes he's got uh, got a two-point conversion. Games like this can come down to conversions, but they're really just three-yard plays. It's it's fourth and three every time. Do you practice how much about the two-point conversion offensively and defensively do you put into time in a practice? Uh, defensively, we do. Um, defensively, we put a lot of we put a lot of emphasis that we run some goal line during the week. Um, usually that's the two point plays we're running against our defense. Offensively this year, we, we kick extra points and we're going to kick them when, when we have to. So we haven't had to run too many two point conversions, but, um, so we don't really install it. Um, we do run our goal line stuff, but, um, usually for two points, you see a lot of times people save those plays that those special plays that you try to trick the team or you try to get a quick hit on them where you can get a three yard score. Um, like you said, when it's fourth and three, you need three yards, and you don't have a lot of room in the back in the end zone to work with. Um, you need something special to score that two-point conversion. Well, it's always a good matchup between these two football teams. Uh, health-wise, how are you looking coming into tonight? It looks like uh, all the boys have had a pretty good season that way. Yeah, for sure, and uh, we need to be healthy. It's That's very important when you get in the playoffs is how healthy you can be in eight-man um, you don't have a whole lot of depth, and when one person get hurt, gets hurt, it can change a, a whole team's perspective. But um, with our depth, we've been lucky enough. Everybody's pretty healthy, and uh, especially on our defense. We need all eight guys because our defense has shown throughout the year that any of those eight guys can have a big game and get all the tackles. And um, It's very, very, very beneficial to having a great defense. And you're so good at special teams over the years. Uh, how are you watching when guys kick to you and punt to you and try to kick away and, and, and try to get that little chess game going? Uh, what are you expecting from Burwell, and what did they do the first time against you? Uh, yeah, always emphasize special teams. It's very important to myself. Uh, and it's one of those things that it can be the phase of the game when you get two, two good teams like Burwell and us that that could be the phase that wins the football game. Um, we pride ourselves on special teams here, and just the attention to detail and in the special teams. Um, when you watch film, you just, it's kind of a game plan during the game. Um, you can prepare, but sometimes teams will kick to you. Sometimes they won't. And the way you make the adjustments, maybe send a block instead. Um, that's just things that you can adjust in the game. And 
Elm Creek head football coach Chase Doolin joining us here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show as they get ready to take on Burwell. Coach, uh, best of luck, and let's see if we can get into uh, week three of the playoffs. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. That's Chase Doolin joining us here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll be back to Elm Creek to take a look at the starting lineups right after this on ESPN. Great food. Cold drinks. Pulse-pounding action. This is Tri-City Storm Hockey. All season long at the Viero Center. This is the best game in town. For tickets and schedule, visit stormhockey.com. This Friday, it's college night. $5 tickets with ID plus drink specials. Saturday, honor and salute all active and retired military for Military Appreciation Day. Tickets available at stormhockey.com. The Big Rack Shack is a one-stop shop for all your storage needs. Stop by their 15,000-square-foot showroom at 3210 Antelope Avenue in Kearney. From heavy-duty pallet racks to lightweight garage shelving, they have a wide variety of industrial-quality shelving that will last a lifetime. With the Midwest's largest selection of heavy-duty steel storage cabinets, workbenches, carts, vices, and more, you can find them on the web at BigRackShack.com or give them a call at 308-234-4464. It's time now for our starting lineups, brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We'll begin, first of all, for Burtwell to come in with a record of 7-2. and two. Their offense will look like this. On the line will be Carter Mann, a 225-pound sophomore. Colby Dale, a 200-pound senior, will be the uh, center. And uh, the end will be uh, uh, number 20, excuse me, number 10, Corey Doff. He's 195 pounds and a senior. One of the running backs will be Jace Williams, 215 pounds and a senior. The fullback is Tyler Daw, 189 pounds and a sophomore. Barack Birch will play quarterback. He's 175 pounds and a junior. Mason Plock will be his wide receiver, 175 pounds and a junior. And tight end will be Alex Gideon. He's 195 pounds and a sophomore for head coach Luke Gideon. Now for the Elm Creek Buffaloes. And their starting lineup looks like this. At tight end will be Blake Engenmeyer, 6'2", 175 pounds, and a senior. The other tight end will be Trey Miner, 6'160 pounds, and a junior. The guard, Dylan Carr, 5'10", 245 pounds, just a freshman. Chase Swartwood will be the center, 5'11", 220 pounds, and a senior. The other guard is Hans Robbins, 5'10", 190 pounds, and a junior. The halfback will be Kobe Smith, 5'6", 140 pounds, and a junior. Xavier Perez, a 5'6", 160-pound sophomore, excuse me, junior. It will be our tailback. And the quarterback is Carson McCarter, a senior, 5'11", 160 pounds. And uh, for Burwell, their leading uh, rusher on the year has been Jace Williams. He's carried the ball 180 times for 1,057 yards. Passing, Brock Birch is 75 of 127. He's thrown for 1,000 yards and 13 touchdowns here on the season. For uh, Elm Creek, very balanced rushing attack. McCarter has carried it for 612 yards. Xavier Perez now has 884 yards under his belt. And Lane Gutzweiler has carried the ball for 240 yards and five touchdowns. McCarter in the air is 44 of 87 for 593 yards, has eight touchdowns, but does have four interceptions on the season. Again, that is our starting lineup. Brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. And the uh, coin toss took place just a little bit ago. Burwell won the toss. They deferred their choice. So Elm Creek will receive 
the ball to get things started here. And again, we were kind of talking here with Scott Mulring that uh, it's great to get an early start. You want to kind of get that lead because in this weather, in these in these conditions, coming from behind can be a little tougher than it normally is. Yeah, definitely in this type of weather, you want to get out to a strong start and uh, and kind of put yourself in the driver's seat and make the other team play catch up. Um, what you kind of want to do in every game, but it's even more pronounced when the when the weather's uh, it's kind of cruddy as it is out right now. The wind's kind of swirling, and and it's pretty it's pretty cold out today. So yeah, and both of these two teams um, are going to want to run the football, but Burwell does have probably a little bit more of a, an efficient passing attack that might be negated somewhat because you can kind of hear the wind swirling around with our microphones and everything. It's a pretty brisk wind out there. It's not going to be easy to to, to throw a good enough ball that it's going to be on target. Oh, and I think the first, uh, you know, Burwell possession, uh, I think they're going to come out and throw it a little bit just to see how much the wind is affecting uh, their balls. Uh, they're, they're, you know, pretty pretty balanced offense throughout the season, so I don't think they're going to go away from it, uh, but they definitely want to make sure they get their ground game working to start with. All right, you've been listening to our pregame show, brought to you by Hogemeyer Hybrids. Contact Terry and Jason Stark at Hogemeyer Hybrid Seed Dealer near you. Well, we're going to step away for a moment. We'll uh, wrap up our pregame show. We'll be back with a kickoff right after this. The dream of every American farmer is to watch the family farm being passed on from generation to generation. CHS wants to be the company that helps that dream come true. Farmers know CHS Agronomy is who they can trust and count on. When you do business with CHS and Holdridge, you're connecting to agronomic expertise. Your CHS Agronomy department can help you with everything from chemical, fertilizer, seed, and precision ag. People and resources you can count on always and always here at chsholdridge.com. Farmer owned with Global Connections. At First Tier Bank, our roots go back to 1955. Our vision has always been to help our communities live better with great banking. First Tier Bank takes pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking, savings, loans, and online banking with bill pay. First Tier Bank measures its success by continued growth of our clients and communities. We are proud to support our high school athletes. This sports broadcast is proudly brought to you in part by Foster Family Foods in Elm Creek. Foster's is your full-service grocery store. Shop Foster's Family Foods for the finest meats, freshest produce, and every week there are great savings and specials. Fast, friendly, hometown, personal service. At Foster's Family Foods in Elm Creek, your satisfaction is always our number one goal. Foster's Family Foods, the little store that's big on you. Best of luck to all the area athletes. Well, the field's in pretty good shape for the shape it's in. Uh, the, the ground has gotten pretty hard out there. Uh, wind blowing right now about 20 miles an hour steadily. It will have uh, gusts that will be a little bit higher than that. And uh, right now our uh, temperature is a very brisk 32 degrees. That wind chill is uh, going to make it feel a little bit lower than that with probably about 20 degrees as it feels there. And so our field conditions are brought to you by Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weegis and Todd. Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. Impact Ag Partners and Pioneer Seed, science with service, delivering success. And uh, with the configuration with the wind, the wind is blowing uh, a little bit at the back of the Burwell kicker here. So kind of anticipate that maybe this one might go a little bit too deep for the Buffaloes to return it. But just in case, Xavier Perez is hoping to get his hands on the ball in open space. And I'm not predicting Burwell. Burwell is going to give him that opportunity. I'd probably uh, kick that thing away from him as many times as possible today. 
whether it's on punts, I'd keep it away from the return men, of all Elm Creek's return men. Well, the uh, ball has already fallen off the tee because of the cold, so uh, holding the ball here for the kicker is going to be Corey Daw. And now backing up his five steps will be number five, Mason Plock. So Plock all set, ready to get this one underway for us, and he will kick it off, and it will hit at about the uh, 10-yard line. It will scoot all the way through the end zone, and so Elm Creek will get it after the touchback. And again, establishing yourself on the line of scrimmage, the uh, size advantage would go to Burwell. Uh, speed, uh, you kind of think that probably that would be advantage of Elm Creek. Yeah, absolutely. Elm Creek's going to try and uh, run their option game. Coach Doolin talked about it last week. Um, they're pretty confident in how their quarterback and uh, running back are operating together. Uh, so I think we'll uh, we'll see a steady dose of uh, the option play or the counter read play that they were calling last week and uh, kind of see if they can get some uh, small openings to start this game up. So with the touchback, it is first and 10 from the 15-yard line. And they're going to go with a pretty tight formation here is Elm Creek to get things started. McCarter will have his uh, tailback, Xavier Perez, right behind him here. And they got a lead blocker. They'll give it to Perez. Perez is going to hit in the backfield, and he's going to only get to about the 11-yard line. He's going to lose four on the play. Coming in from that backside is uh, Tyler Daw. And Daw with a great statement play here for the Longhorns on first down. Yeah, good good start for the Burwell defense. Great uh, slicing in to make that tackle was their uh, defensive, defensive tackle. Um, but I think that uh, Elm Creek saw some positive things on that play where they had a little bit of running room if you can get by that one guy. Well, they just kind of had that backside, yep. and he came in uh, unblocked on that backside and came essentially on a blitz, but that was just a great read there by Daw. And they will line with two guys split out to the left here. McCarter will put the running back in motion and will hand the ball off here to Perez, and Perez will get back to the line of scrimmage, and that's, in fact, I'm not even sure he got back to Line of scrimmage. He's going to lose about another yard. No, they kind of ran a jet sweep uh, there, and I think I think as soon as uh, Perez got the ball in his hands, he, he bounced it right off the turf back up to himself, so it kind of just uh, stunted that whole play there. Well, again, you got to make sure you secure the ball, and you're not looking to see where the hole's at once that occurs. So, averting disaster is Perez, but a loss of one on the play, and it's going to be third and 15. And again, this is not the great conditions that uh, you want to see Karsten McCarter throw his First pass of the game in, third and 15, with a pretty strong wind in his face. But he's going to have an empty backfield. And coming across the formation here is going to be Perez. And they kind of muff the snap and having to fall on the ball at about the five-yard line is McCarter. And so McCarter is going to lose four on the play. So four plays from scrimmage, four negative plays here for Elm Creek to start the game. Yeah, that uh, just some mistiming there. And I think sometimes when uh, the wind's howling a little bit, uh, you know, the center sometimes doesn't hear the snap count. Uh, uh, the quarterback's got to speak up a little bit. But I think that kind of threw off the whole play there. So now punting situation here for Perez. He's going to be about five yards deep in his own end zone. And as we said, the wind will be in his face. Pressure comes and it's going to be partially blocked, picked up by the Longhorns at about the 12-yard line. Cutting back against the grain here is going to be Daw. And Daw is going to take it inside the five-yard line. So after a blocked punt, Daw is able to pick it up in space and return it inside the five to start things here for the Longhorns. Horns. Yeah, the old Buffaloes here, they're going to have to, to bow their necks here a little bit to, to uh, try and make Burwell really work for this uh, touchdown because, you know, first and goal at the five, you got a big running back for Burwell, number, uh, number uh, excuse me, uh, Jace Williams, uh, you know, he's 215 pounds, so I expect to see a heavy dose of him right here. Well, you know, I would think you're going to pound it four times if you need to from inside the five-yard line. So here come the Longhorns, their very first possession. 
Birch will step in under center. Behind him will be Williams. And they will hand the ball off to Williams. Williams go off on that right side. He's going to gain two, and it's going to set up now third and goal from about the two and a half. Yeah, one of the concerns, you know, that Elm Creek has coming in is the size differential between the lines. You know, Elm Creek only has a couple of guys over 200 pounds. Uh, Burwell has quite a few more than that. So, you know, just uh, even though it's uh, only a three-yard gain, uh, there's definitely some push there. So it'll be second and goal from about the two-and-a-half-yard line. Now they'll be in the eye formation. Williams is in the eye. And they'll hand it off to him. He'll go right up the middle. They're standing him up, and they're going to keep him out of the end zone. A gain maybe of about one on the play. Leading the tackle here is Claybaugh. Claybaugh doing a nice job of holding him to only a one-yard gain, but it's going to set up now third and goal from about the one. Yeah, good job there by, uh, by the Buffaloes. Uh, you know, making this more difficult than it, than it should have been so far to this point. Uh, uh, they did a good job of disrupting the flow there. The fullback did not get a good lead block, so that helped uh, the, the linebackers flow to the ball. So it appears Da will be the fullback again. And we'll see if they hand the ball off again here for Williams out of this eye formation. And the quarterback's going to keep it, and he's going to be pushed from behind, but he is not going to get the goal line. In fact, he's going to gain nothing. No gain at all here for Birch. And it is going to set up now fourth and goal from the one. So, so far, so good here for Elm Creek and their defense. Uh, outstanding job there by Chase Swartward for uh, Elm Creek. He, uh, he Right on top of the ball there, he, he sliced right in between the center and the guard and, and stood the quarterback up so his teammates could help make the play there. So that was all Chase Swartwood on that play. So essentially on offense, four negative plays if you consider the problems they had with the punt, but their defense has really stiffened up here. It's fourth and goal from the one, and they're going to hand the ball off to Williams. Williams will cut in. They stand him up. He is short of the goal line. What a great job there. Great push again. They tried to run right at Swartwood. Uh, He did another nice job of just standing up that whole play. Well, they do stiffen up. They give up four yards, but they they didn't give up that fifth one, that one that gives up the points, and it will be Elm Creek ball as their defense is able to hold here. But they cannot afford to have negative plays in this situation because they're going to start at their own one-yard line. Yeah, they got to play it pretty safe here. They can't have uh, the ball fall on the ground twice out of, out of three plays to start with as they did uh, their first drive. So. You know, it's still a danger position here for Elm Creek to get out of their shadow of their own goalpost. So they will go with that pistol, which is their traditional formation. And Perez will be behind McCarter. And we'll see what they can get done here on first and ten from the one-yard line. McCarter is looking to throw. He's going to air it out, and he's got a man but can't make the connection as Blake Engenberger was looking for the ball and couldn't find it. Yeah, not a bad play there. You know, uh, you don't have to deal with uh, the the quarterback uh, mesh with the running back if you're just going to drop back and throw it. They try to get a cheap one uh, to see if they can get some uh, a big play out of it. I uh, expect them to come back with a running play here to, to to inch their way out of this. Well, that was it was there. I mean, the coverage wasn't bad, and it was going to take a, a pretty good throw, but it was couldn't find it. Engenberger was looking over the wrong shoulder there for a little while. So we'll see what they get done here on first and ten. Excuse me, second and ten from.
This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? With their online offer center powered by DNT Market Space. See kappagrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. As times have changed, so have our customers' needs. Gary Michaels Clothiers and Hastings meets these needs with the largest selection of fine menswear between Lincoln and Denver. Our mission is to provide our customers with a complete selection of quality, tailored clothing, accessories, sportswear, and to deliver an uncompromising level of service. And for the ladies, Gary Michaels carries Brighton jewelry, handbags, and footwear. For casual to professional menswear, shop Gary Michaels in downtown Hastings and on the bricks in Kearney. Carter. I couldn't catch the number of the wide receiver, but I think it was uh, Carter Erickson made an outstanding block out there about 15 yards downfield that that, uh, that McCarter made a cutoff of and, and extended himself out into the open. Well, Cash Gurney gave it the, uh, the old college try there as he put on the Jets to try to catch McCarter, but McCarter is able to outdistance him, and it's 6-0 Elm Creek with a 74-yard touchdown run. And now in to try the extra point here is going to be Claybaugh. No snap is down. They had a little bit of problem with the hole, but they get it down, and the kick is up, and it is good. So Claybaugh punches it through, and Elm Creek, after some negative action on their first series, their second series, they hit with a little bit of lightning. A 74-yard touchdown run by Karsten McCarter, a five-points bank touchdown to put Elm Creek on top, 7 to nothing. and we're back to Elm Creek right after this. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches beyond the farm. We support mental health programs for Nebraskans and inform youth and consumers about agriculture. We're your neighbors. Through our partnership with 4-H and FFA, we bring people together to strengthen our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, a passion for our land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere? But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. Gage Claybaugh kicking off here for Elm Creek. Gets it up in the air, and the wind is going to push it to the right, and it is going to go out of bounds. So that is going to be a penalty here on Elm Creek. They are going to have them repunt it and re-kick it. So they'll back him up to the uh, 25-yard line. That's where Claybaugh will kick it again. And, again, I think if you're Burwell, you don't mind maybe getting some of those other guys out in space if you can. Yeah, and you know, you're forced the uh, Elm Creek's kicker to kick it into the teeth of that wind again. So... Uh, they should end up with pretty good field position no matter what here. Yeah, the wind is going to be a major factor here. He does make a good high kick that's going to be picked up at about the 7-yard line. So making the return here is going to be Daw. Daw uh, runs right up the middle. Actually, that was Jace Williams. I'm sorry, it's 20, not 10. And he'll bring it across the 30-yard line out to about the 32. Nothing fancy about that return. He just That's a full, followed, head, yeah. Yeah, full head of steam right up the middle. And, uh, you know, 215-pound back with the ball, full head of steam. That's That's a tough tackle to make. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what Burwell does here, you know, with their first possession out in the middle of the field. Uh, it's pretty demoralizing 
in last position, I'm sure, for them. So they'll go with a couple of tight ends on this uh, formation. Birch will hand the ball off to Williams. Williams will get to the line of scrimmage, and then he'll be sat down by Williams. Uh, Williams, rather, on the uh, return there, and uh, Swartwood leading the tackle, gain of one. Yeah, Swartwood, you know, the senior lineman, he's making a heck of a, an impact on the defensive line so far this game. Well, he's stood up a, at least a couple of different plays there, was the, the lead tackler, but also filled a couple of holes there as they had four plays from inside the five-yard line on their first drive, and Burwell came away with nothing. Here they gain one on first down, so it'll be second and nine from the 32-yard line. They got across midfield and get to the 38, and in under center here is going to be Birch. Birch just has Williams behind him, and he'll fake the handoff, rolled out, pressure coming, and they get him. Swartwood is going to be in on the sack, along with Hans Robbins, and... They are going to mark him at about the 23-yard line. That'll be a loss of 10. Yeah, great play there by uh, Hans uh, Robbins there uh, coming around the end. You know, we mentioned last week the speed of the defensive ends are extremely tough to block last week for Palmer. Uh, and here's a, a good example of it again today. Uh, great pressure there by, by both of the defensive linemen that were back there. You've had two series in the offense for Elm Creek, a good one and a bad one. Their defense has played well so far in this football game. That has been consistent. Birch will give some instructions here to Williams, who will be behind him as Birch steps in under center. He's got a wing back to his right. And they'll hand the ball in underneath. It's on the ground, and diving back to find it is going to be Caleb Bush. They were trying to do a little inside handoff there, maybe get Elm Creek out of position. Well, they drop the football and drop a yard. Yeah, trying to run a little uh, tight end or wing back reverse there, a little inside handoff. Um, but uh, just as Elm Creek showed the first couple plays of the game, if you put it on the ground, there's – uh, it's just not a whole lot you can do with it after that point, but to cover it up. Well, they'll have the wind at the back. And so now Elm, uh, Longhorns are going to have to punt here. So a good snap. And a high kick with a little bit of backspin on it as uh, Birch's punt is going to go out of bounds. And they're going to mark that off. And Elm Creek is going to start... On the other side of the 40-yard line, they are already first and 10. Elm Creek uh, had their struggles the first possession of the game. They've had one big play. That's that's the difference in the ball game, but a good drive here by Elm Creek, and then uh, all of a sudden Burwell is going to be facing a two-score deficit. So this is a big drive of, of the game. So fourth, uh, first and 10 here, 424 to go here in quarter number one. And we'll remind you our presenting sponsors of the football playoffs include Marylanding Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. They will run that jet sweep as they'll get the ball into the hands of Perez. And Perez will get to the edge, but won't get a whole lot of yards there. Extending the play and then making the tackle there is going to be Daw. Yeah, good pursuit there. Looks like the ball's number 75, Hunter Mayfield out there uh, stringing the play out. Uh, you know, Elm Creek uh, did not show a lot of uh, outside speed plays like the jet last week. Um, I'm sure there's something that uh, they've, they've run in the past against Burwell that they see that they like. So I'm sure there's something coming off that, a, a reverse or a reverse pass or something on those lines. Well, McCarter will have Perez behind him now. 
And he's going to roll out to his right and staying right with him. Making the tackle here is going to be Cash Gurney. And Gurney's going to throw down McCarter for a loss of about seven. Yeah, they run the exact same uh, looking play, only they don't hand it off. Quarterback keeps it. Uh, Burwell's a good pursuit to the ball. Well, that is now the uh, fourth tackle for a loss. Add in a tackle for no gain, but, you know, there's also that 74-yard touchdown run in there as well. And uh, hobbling off here is going to be McCarter. So McCarter is stepping off as he's not able to put much weight on that right leg. He's, he's gimping here as he's got a little injury. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back to the game of life with a location near you. So all eyes here on Karsten McCarter as they are going to retie that shoe and maybe retape an ankle here as he lays on his back here on the near sideline. So they're attending to him. And uh, so a change of quarterback here for Elm Creek. And taking the snap here is going to be Minor. Minor will uh, get the ball handed off, and they'll get back about four of those yards that they lost on third down. But it's going to step now fourth and about a dozen here for Elm Creek. Yeah, pretty safe play. Uh, go under center with, uh, looks like, Minor, Kobe Smith there. I couldn't quite tell which one it was. The two and three look pretty close. But uh, either way, uh, you know, keep the ball, uh, you know, out in your, in your uh, running back's hands as much as you can in a situation like that. Just get to the next play and, and get to the next possession is uh, Elm Creek's thought. And I did misspeak. It is Kobe Smith. And they're going to snap it. And the ball is going to be fumbled. And uh, picking up the fumble. And trying to advance it is going to be Elm Creek, but they're going to lose big yards here. Gage Claybaugh, the personal protector, will fall on the fumble as the snap was a little bit low, and they couldn't handle it on the punt. So Xavier Perez fumbles the ball. Claybaugh tries to advance it. It's going to be a negative play again as they've had problems with their punting unit twice, and twice it's given good field position here to the Burwell Longhorns. This one, though is not as severe as being first and goal at the 5. It'll be at the 33-yard line. Yeah, Burwell's going to have to start taking advantage of some of these uh, Elm Creek errors, but uh, the Elm Creek defense has just done a great job so far this game. Williams in the eye, gets the handoff, goes right up the middle and into the welcoming arms of Chase Swartwood, who will throw him down. That'll be a gain of about 5 on the play because Williams had a pretty good head of speed when he ran into Swartwood. Yeah, when you're on your third possession of the game and, and a gain of five is your longest play, that's that's just showing the, the testament of the Elm Creek defense early on. Minute 50 to go here in quarter number one. So second and five from the 28-yard line. Birch calls it out. We'll hand it off to Williams. Williams dancing around. I don't know if he's going to yeah, – he spun in and got back to the line of scrimmage. He was originally going to be thrown back for a loss. Swartwood again was in on the play. And then wrapping it up here for the Buffaloes was Troy Brummels. You know, Elm Creek's doing something pretty interesting on defense. They're keeping their defensive tackles really wide, clear out into the B gap, and and leaving the center unguarded. And, uh, you know, Burwell's not been able to take advantage of anything up the middle yet. Um, Elm Creek's bringing, bringing their linebackers pretty aggressively, too, through the, through the gaps, too. So a lot of blitzing going on, a lot of mind games up front. Third and five from the 28. Birch under center. Williams is in the eye. They fake the hand off to him, rolling out his birch, and he'll throw it up on this right side, and it's going to be caught in underneath, and down that sideline is going to be Corey Daw. Daw is going to be thrown out of bounds at about the 14-yard line, so that'll be a gain of 14, and that'll move the sticks. Yeah, just a great play call into a double linebacker blitz. Uh, Elm Creek brought both linebackers. Uh, Burwell slides their fullback onto the flat, and there's no one left to cover him. 
Daw, the leading receiver here for Burwell. He's got uh, now 327 yards on 23 receptions on the season and three touchdowns. First and 10 from the 14-yard line. Handoff to uh, Williams. Williams gets spun and will be hit at the 10-yard line by number 10. Claybaugh will bring him down at about the 8-yard line. And so that's a pretty effective play here on first down. That'll be a gain of about seven. Yeah, Elm Creek uh, had a hand on him, maybe about a yard or two downfield. But uh, Williams is a big back, just kind of wrestled that guy away and kept on churning downfield. Second and three from about the seven-yard line. Again, Williams will be in the eye. Birch is under center. They hand off here to Williams. Williams just goes right up the middle, and the ball comes out late. Comes out late, and Elm Creek is able to come up with it. Nope, nope, nope. I... Sorry, they, they, that was just a dead ball signal. I thought they were pointing Elm Creek's direction. The uh, Longhorns are able to fall on it, and that'll be it'll end up being a gain of two. Yeah, I think the ball was up, but I think was Bur- I think Burwell covered that one. Just, I mean, yeah. it, it was. Williams, it was Williams got there. it back. Yeah. Williams got it back. He ended up on the bottom of the pile, but the official that came in it marked the dead ball, but he pointed forward. That made me right. think that Elm Creek had the ball. In any event, it will be third and very short here for the Longhorns of Burwell, who trail it 7 to nothing as we head to the second quarter right after this. Trust is earned over generations, not seasons. For over 165 years, the Rank family's been earning that trust where it counts the most, in your fields. And yields, they don't lie. With over a 1,000 top finishes in first and state trials over the last three years, Rank Seed proves its value through superior genetics and production. One family, seven generations, all working for your success. Rank means results. Buzz's Marine knows that boat buying may not be on the top of your mind right now. But if you want to take advantage of in-stock incentives, first pick on their 2020 inventory, or want to special order your new boat and have it ready for spring, stop into Buzz's Marine and shop the full lineup of Tigers and exclusive StarCraft deck boats. They also have great buys on fishing boats and pontoons. The biggest selection from the east to the west coast. Find out more online at buzzesmarine.com. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Cardi. Longhorns snap the ball, just go right up the middle with a quarterback keeper, and he is going to get all the way down to the one-yard line. Just a quarterback sneak on a quick count to start the second quarter, a gain of four, and it's going to be first and goal here for the Longhorns at the one-yard line. Yeah. Nothing fancy about that, but a little bit of an element of surprise here is Birch gains four. Yeah, I think uh, they caught Elm Creek with those uh, defensive tackles clear out wide as they've been lining up and just decided that we're just going to go straight ahead and get as many yards as we can on a sneak. First and goal here from the one-yard line. Birch will be back in under center as they come in that I formation. Hand off to Williams. Williams will dive in, and Williams will get the touchdown. Yeah, nice nice job there. Uh, you know, Elm Creek's bringing the, the double linebacker blitz. Uh, good job by the fullback to pick it up for Burwell. Uh, Williams just kind of sidesteps and uh, dives over the goal line. So that makes it. Seven to six. Burwell goes for two as they will line up here. And calling for a direct snap here is going to be Williams. Williams gets it, goes right up the middle, and goes in untouched for the two point conversion. Yeah, that uh, might be something they want to run uh, just regular offense. That one was a pretty effective play there. So the two point conversion will give Burwell their first lead of the game. As they have an eight to seven lead here early in quarter number two with 11. 31 to go in the second quarter. We'll return to...
Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Mid-States Insurance Agency in Elm Creek is a proud sponsor of this broadcast and wish all of the area student-athletes good luck in their competition. Stop in to Mid-States Insurance Agency in Elm Creek and see how Chad, Becca, and the entire team at Mid-States Insurance can serve you. They will help you with all of your insurance needs, including auto, home, farm, life, and commercial insurance. Call 308-856-4913. Located in Elm Creek at 121 North Tyler Street. Xavier Perez on the return here for Elm Creek. Ball is loose, rolling on the ground, and Kobe Smith able to cover it here for the Buffaloes. That averts major disaster and actually sets up pretty good field position here for Elm Creek. We'll have it first and 10 from the 33. Yeah, first and 10, but their quarterback is still uh, trying to jog off a, a leg injury on the sideline, so we'll see how Elm Creek adjusts their offense at this point. Probably go under center uh, and keep it pretty uh, plain stuff, I, w- I would assume. But no, they'll go shotgun with him. Yeah, no, go out of that, that pistol formation anyway. So Kobe Smith in at quarterback here for McCarter. McCarter still has a hitch in his giddy-up. And they fake the jet sweep. Stiff arm here for Smith, and Smith is not going to be able to get back to a line of scrimmage as that was pretty well diagnosed here for the Longhorns. Yeah, and there was a, kind of a missed block by the, the lead blocker out there, but there was a, enough Longhorns out there that they, they've been stringing these outside plays along pretty good to the sideline. Uh, so just a good job just to get back almost to the line of scrimmage there. McCarter is walking up and down the sidelines, and he is walking, and they are ha- having him get on the, his toe, his tippy toes and just trying to diagnose what's going on here. And you can tell he's just not moving the way he normally moves. He'll be second and 11 after the loss of one here for Smith, who will be in the uh, pistol formation here. Right to his right will be Perez and Smith is going to keep it himself, and he's going to be knocked back for a loss. He is not going to get back to the line of scrimmage. That'll be a loss of two. Actually, as a direct snap to Perez, and Perez loses two. Yeah, you know, they have not uh, gotten Perez the ball a whole lot, so I think they just kind of decided uh, we're just going to snap it straight to him and uh, turn their backup quarterback into a lead blocker. But, uh, again, uh, Burwell's uh, defense is, uh, you know, not overly fast, but they're in the right position almost every single time so far. And they've been able to power through that line. And it'll be now third and 13. So, again, Smith will call it out. Behind him will be Perez as they go out of this pistol formation. Low snap, pressure coming. Smith throws it in underneath, and it is incomplete. And nearly jumping around and making the uh, interception here is Tyler Daw. Daw's been all over the place. Yeah, I like the call for Burwell. Uh, it's third and long. They're going to bring the pressure. They brought both linebackers. It is also a great call by Elm Creek to run the middle screen. Uh, there was just too much pressure, and, you know, with a backup quarterback that hasn't thrown it a whole lot this year, uh, just couldn't quite get that pass completed. But if they would have, uh, th- there was a lot of room to run there. So good call by both teams, better execution by Burwell. Well, again, they've had uh, troubles with the uh, punting game here, and uh, I think they made a change at punter. I think that's Claybaugh is going to be punting here, and he'll kick it. High kick here for Claybaugh. It's going to be picked up at about the 15-yard line. No, it's going to sail over his head. It's going to roll inside the five, 
And they're trying to keep it out of the uh, end zone, and they cannot. It goes into the end zone for a touchback. And it rolls in there by about that last little roll, just, yeah, uh, just, just a by a few inches. Great effort by the Elm Creek player. I think just as he's getting ready to touch it, he, that was Robbins. he slipped and fell into the end zone and kind of kicked the ball in himself. So uh, just a, a, an unfortunate turn there for Elm Creek. Big difference between first down and 10 at the uh, six-inch line going to 79 yards or at the 15. Well, the officials actually are huddling up here as I think uh, – Coach Doolin wanted to have an explanation about the call and why was it a touchback. Yeah, and but I think I think the officials got it right. I think the Elm Creek player uh, was slid into the end zone just as he was touching it, and, and then the ball went into the end zone. So it's a, it's it was just a tough break there. So Burwell with that eight to seven lead as Williams had the one yard touchdown and then the two point conversion. And Williams, again, will run the football. He will break one tackle at the 20-yard line, keep bowling forward, take it out to the 25. Eventually, Clayball will stand him up, but that's a gain of 11 here for Burwell, and Williams is starting to get it rolling. Yeah, and that's what what Elm Creek definitely does not want to see happen. Uh, They've done a good job so far of kind of maintaining the line of scrimmage, but the last few plays here, uh, Williams is starting to get going. So 8-7 to is our lead right now. And they've got the handoff coming across the formation here is going to be Caleb Bush. Bush, he'll be stood up right at the first down sticks. They try to drive him back, but I think he's got enough for the first down. So Burwell's running attack is starting to get things going. Yep, good-looking jet uh, jet sweep there. Uh, um, you know, not not a ton of speed, but when you've got it blocked perfectly on the perimeter, you can get good yards. Uh, and it was a great job there by Burwell blocking it. You know, Elm Creek's kind of kind of got their heads down a little bit, it seems like, with uh, McCarter. On the sideline, I think it's just kind of taking the sails out of them a little bit. Uh, they kind of need someone to step up here and, and start making some plays. They are retaping that right ankle. I think we're going to see him back in action, but he's not out there on the defensive side right now. First and 10 from the 37. Hand off to Williams, deep in that eye, just right up the middle, just going right over the top of the guard. And you unstack it, that's a gain of seven. That is just steady offense here for Burwell. Yeah, and that's something they've been well known for over the years. Uh, you know, you get... you. Get to see them a little bit uh, throughout the throughout the seasons. Uh, they're they're just steady and they and they know what they want to do and they do a good job of it. And and right now they know that they want to get the ball to uh, their running back Jace Williams and let let's see what he can do. Well, they're going to hand the ball off to the uh, blocking back here, Bush, and Bush is going to get driven back to the 40. But his forward progress will be back to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be it. Actually, it was Daw. My apologies, and Daw gains nothing. Yeah, just uh, they're probably just trying to take advantage of those uh, defensive linemen from Creek being out so wide away from the center. Um, but, you know, they're in four-down territory. They tried to get one there uh, to see what they could pick up. But, you know, I think they're going to get a, another solid dose, uh, you know, of running action here on third down just to set up a fourth and short, if anything. So third and four from the 37. Under center here will be Birch. And we've got a stoppage. I don't think we see a flag. We got a timeout. So a timeout being called here by Burwell. Our timeouts, as always, brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. 7.46 to go here in the second quarter. It's 8-7 to Burwell, and they're driving when we return right after this. 
Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of Railroad on first. On the bricks, downtown Carney for a free estimate. Well, my broadcast booth is brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair. We're on the road bringing you the play-by-play. Carney Towing and Repair is on the road bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. And here they're going to pitch the ball out to Williams, and Williams will go on that right side, and he's going to end up gaining about six yards on the play. That is going to be moving the sticks again. And again, Carney Towing and Repair will keep you moving as well. When you need us, we'll be there. And again, that is their third first down on this drive. Yeah, it was a good good time out there by Coach Gideon. They had uh, Williams went off to the sideline to play before. They kind of got his breath back under him, and then they come back out and hammer with him again. And they hand it off to him again, and he's fighting for extra yards. Clay Ball is also ripping at the football, but that's going to be another first down as he'll gain another 10 yards. Yeah, the, the, uh, the extra point play that they, they had, uh, or the, the direct snap to uh, Jace Williams, they've come back with that uh, last play here, just just let both up backs go run a double iso right up the the a gap for him, and have Williams follow behind. So uh, they recognize something that they want to use again. Obviously, Birch will step in under center, I formation behind him. Williams again, right up the middle. He'll break one tackle. They're holding on for deal life as he drags them across the 15 yard line down to about the 14. That'll be a gain of eight and another first down here for Burwell. Yeah, Burwell's uh, they're reeling a little bit. Or excuse me, Elwood, Elm Creek is uh, reeling a little bit on defense. It's just uh, not getting any push up front. Um, they're subbing some guys in and out, trying to find a little bit of, of magic in a bottle here to, to shake around and see what we can, what they can get done here. Is uh, they're just getting picked on right now. Well, ever since uh, McCarter had that uh, right ankle injury, it's been all Longhorns, and they've got it first and ten from the fourteen. Another direct snap here for Williams. Williams that time they diagnosed him pretty well. He's going lose about a half yard yeah finally right before the snap uh, the defensive tackles they pinched down a little bit so they knew what was coming or, or, or were told what was coming finally uh when uh, williams gets into that wildcat type of look so a uh, good job there by the defensive tackles uh, making it a little bit more difficult for uh, burwell to get going on that inside play just inside of six minutes to go here in the first quarter eight seven longhorns second and 11 from the 15 yard line as they lost a little bit of yardage on that first down play here they're going to fake the pitch. Looking to throw here is going to be Birch. Birch finds a man in the end zone. Sliding catch, and it's a touchdown. Lobbing it out there for Levi Bodie, and Bodie slides in for the touchdown. Yep, nice little uh, one-man route there. Just run a little uh, half-boot action, fake the handoff, just take a couple steps, turn and throw, and their guy was wide open. When you're, when you're running the ball as effectively as they have been, uh, those plays are going to be there. So a nice uh, pass there from Birch. And again, that direct snap going right up the middle again another two-point conversion and going right up the middle is jace williams for two and it's now 16 to 7 a nine-point lead right now for the longhorns 542 to go here in the second quarter we'll return to elm creek after this timeout whether it's a car accident storm damage or fire 
When the unthinkable happens, it doesn't matter if you save money in 15 minutes. In this moment, it doesn't matter if your neighbor has the same insurance you do. In this moment, what matters is that Barney Insurance, your independent insurance agent, and the company that stands behind them have you covered. Auto Owners Insurance, the no problem people. Contact Barney Insurance. Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. Or log on to BarneyInsurance.net. Well, 16 straight points here for Burwell. They lead it now 16-7 to as they get the five points bank touchdown moments ago. And uh, walking up to kick this one off is going to be uh, Mason Plock. So Plock will put his foot into it here at the 30-yard line. And again, it's going to be a high kick picked up at about the five-yard line. And coming up with it here is going to be Perez. Perez has the sideline and gets forced out of bounds as he nears midfield. He'll have it at the 35-yard line. Had a little bit of a seam, but that seam just kept drifting this way. Just kept sliding to the sideline there, but uh, still a great return. Good, good, uh, good field position. Uh, it's a pretty critical drive here for Elm Creek. Um, they've got to, they've got to, they've got to keep the ball in their possession here. Uh, maybe not score, but get a couple first downs and and make it a little tougher for Burwell to score again before the half. So. Um, pretty big uh, possession for Elm Creek moving forward. McCarter's looking a little bit more comfortable. He's not 100% yet, but I, I still think we're going to see him. But in that quarterback right now is Kobe Smith. Smith, now that pistol will give the handoff here. And losing the football, it's loose, and it comes out of there. And I think Burwell comes up with it. Yes, they do. Xavier Perez just didn't handle the football, and he loses it at the 39-yard line. And the Longhorns are able to fall on it. That's going to be Cash Gurney making the play here for the Horns. Yeah, Elm Creek has had uh, issues all day with uh, little errors, uh, putting the ball on the turf, uh, uh, not great uh, on the punt team as well. Uh, so now, now they have a turnover, um, you know, and your defense just kind of got walked on a little bit. So uh, uh, pretty, pretty important for Elm Creek to get some negative plays out of Burwell. So I formation, two tight ends, handoff to Williams. Williams right up the middle. He'll put his head down. He'll be short of the 30-yard line. That'll be a gain of about eight. Yeah, just a similar dose. Uh, it's probably going to be almost identical to the last drive. Uh, a pretty heavy dose of uh, Mr. Williams, and then maybe a bootleg action pass when they feel like it. So McCarter over there standing with the coach saying, yeah, I think I'm ready to play. Get me in. But you can tell he's not 100%. Second and eight. Five minutes to go here in quarter number two. Under center again is Birch. I formation. They come with a little run blitz. Hand off to Williams. Williams will go right where that blitz came from and he's going to end up gaining about uh, four yards and that'll move the sticks. Yeah, Elm Creek's trying to to, to get some uh, energy back on their defense so they're going to start moving people, uh, blitzing people. They're, the blitzer just ran right by the running back on that play. Um, the running back then a nice little redirect and, and fall forward and get three four yards there. Presenting sponsors of our high school football playoffs include Husker Power Products, your full service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and in Sutton. So first and ten here for the Longhorns from the tw- 28-yard line. That clock is moving. We're inside of four and a half to go before halftime. Williams is in the eye, and uh, coming across here is going to be Elm Creek. They're going to come with a blitz, and maybe a little bit of a, enough of a hard count anyway that a couple of uh, Buffaloes jump the uh, the snap here, and that's going to cost them five yards. They'll be first and five. Yeah, yeah, Elm Creek's been blitzing their middle linebackers almost every play, and they've been timing the snap pretty good, so great job by the, the Burwell coaching staff to recognize that come back with a hard count and get an easy five to start off on first. Well, again, you have somewhat of a, a junior quarterback. This time of year, he's playing like a senior. 
And he's able to get the hard count here. I formation, pitch out for the uh, running back Bush here. Bush is dancing around, and he gets stood up. He gets pasted after gains maybe about one yard. Claybaugh in open space made Bush uh, become airborne going backwards. Yeah, I think we saw a pretty big hit by Claybaugh last week. Uh, he can definitely uh, drop the hammer when it, when the opportunity presents itself. So uh, a good play for uh, Elm Creek there. You know, no gain on the play, or very little gain anyway. So let's see what they can follow that up with. So it'll be a good five yards here on second down. Direct snap for Williams. He's got a couple of lead blockers, goes right up the middle, and he's going to end up gaining about 10 on the play. He'll bring the ball down to the 14-yard line again. Yeah, we, we talked, uh, Elm Creek has the speed advantage, but, but with McCarter out, that's kind of negated. And, but Burwell does have the line advantage, or the size advantage, and, and they've just uh, kind of owned the second quarter, just wearing down the Elm Creek defense. It was 7 to nothing after the first quarter, but Burwell was driving when quarter number two started, and they've scored 16 points so far. Another direct snap here for Williams. Williams trying to get to this left side. That time they were able to throw enough bodies out there to, to stop that. The first one to make a pile there was Smith himself, and there will be a gain maybe of a half a yard. Yeah, good job there by Smith, just kind of burying himself down underneath the pile there, uh, make it a little difficult to get around him. Uh, so second along, uh, you know, the Burwell or the Elm Creek defense has been blitzing. Uh, they're going to need to to get a negative play somehow here to get Burwell off track. They're already down 16-7, to 7. can't afford to fall down any more inside of three minutes to go before halftime. Direct snap, dropping the football here is Williams, and Williams will actually lateral the ball up ahead here for Bush. It's on the ground, and we've got flags all over the place. That was just a catastrophe all the way around. Williams eventually pitched it forward to Bush, and if that's a pass, I'm betting that somebody was uh, downfield here, but there's flags all over the place. I I think, actually, one of his linemen, Colby Dale stepped up and caught the ball and then fumbled it. Oh, well, that's so, no good. Yeah, that's, that would also be illegal. Yeah, that's also illegal. Um, Burwell's trying to, you know, they've, they've been running that direct snap. Uh, just has not worked. Uh, they're they're going to run a pass off because it's worked so well with the run. Um, but when you drop the drop the, the snap, everything went awry there. Well, Jim Langan out there explaining things here to Jace Doolin for Elm Creek. And now he's going to run to the other side and explain things here to Luke Gideon, the head coach here for Burwell. And what the call is going to be? Well, if I'm Elm Creek, I might decline this. It's going to be, uh, you know, third and fourteen or so. If they just take well the, and lost it down and lost lost lose the down right and make it make it a long ways to go. I'd rather have that than maybe second and twenty or so. So illegal touching of the ball, and that's what it was. They're going to decline it. And there's also another penalty, it would appear, and that is a legal forward pass. And that, I think, is loss of down. Yeah, yeah, so you accept that one. That's a spot foul, so I'll back them up five yards even more. So they're back to the 25-yard line. They have the loss of down. They need to get it down to about the four, so this is going to be third and 21. So that, that play unraveled pretty quickly for Jace Williams. You know, Burwell's no stranger to passing the football. Uh, they just had great success today so far running it, so... You know, it's not out of the realm of possibility for them to, to throw it a couple times here. Essentially an empty backfield here for Birch because his wingbacks are split out wide to the right, and we're going to have a stoppage as Elm Creek's going to call a timeout. This timeout brought to you by ENT Positions at Kearney. 2.18 to go, second quarter, 16-7. Burwell with the lead. They've got third and long when we come back after this. 
Comfort Tech Service in Elm Creek is the premier source of quality heating and air conditioning in central Nebraska. Serving Elm Creek and surrounding communities, we pride ourselves on great service with quality that is second to none. From residential to commercial, Comfort Tech Service can help you with your HVAC needs. Carrying brands like Mitsubishi Electric, Climate Master, and Luxair to the economical brands like Goodman, we are here to install systems that work and meet the bottom line. Good luck, athletes. Well, we love being able to bring you high school football here on the family of stations of Platte River Radio. And our presenting sponsors include your Pioneer Seed representatives, Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weges and Todd Travis, Impact Ag Partners and Pioneer Seed, Science with Service, Delivering Success. As we are, we'll check some other scores for you from uh, around the, uh, the state here coming up in a little bit. The winner of this game will be taking on Cambridge. Cambridge had no problem with Neely Oakdale earlier today. 62 to 14. That one is a final. And Cambridge will take on the winner. It'll be in Cambridge if Elm Creek wins. If Burwell wins, well, then uh, the Trojans will be heading up north. Again, same formation, empty backfield, but a couple of wingbacks here for Birch. Birch on third down and long has pressure coming. Misses, gets around one guy. Swartwood's pursuing him. He'll run down that right sideline, and he's going to gain maybe five or six yards. And it's still going to be third, excuse me, now fourth and very long here for Burwell, but a nice job of uh, eluding some would-be tacklers there by Birch. Yeah, good job there also by Elm Creek. You know, when it's third and long, Elm Creek's got that team speed uh, on the defensive line uh, to make passing difficult for anybody. So a good job throwing Burwell off rhythm, but also a great job there by the quarterback uh, to to wiggle his way around to the outside. Gain of about eight or so, seven or eight. We're inside of a, a minute and 35 seconds to go here before halftime. And Longhorns are not even in the huddle. They're going to milk the clock as much as they can before they call a timeout, it would appear. And they take the timeout, we'll take a timeout. And that's exactly what's going to happen here. Brought to you by ENT Physicians at Kearney. 121 to go here before halftime. 16 to 7. Burtwell faces fourth and 15 from the night team. Will we return after this? This is Bob from BB Carpet and Donovan. So you've been thinking of new flooring, but have no idea what you want or need. Let me introduce you to our family with over 50 years combined experience. Russ, Mandy, Donna, and my son Josh. Please come in to see us at B&B and we will do our best to help you choose your new flooring. B&B Carpet and Donovan, where our customers say, that's where we always go. And welcome. Welcome back here as uh, over on Power 99 with Sutherland at Arcadia Loop City. And uh, uh, this is not a misprint, folks. Arcadia Loop City right now is leading Sutherland 44 to nothing in the first quarter. There had been some uh, crazy wild plays in that game. Maybe some, uh, <laughs> Every time special, you touch a ball. <laughs> some special teams errors and pick sixes. And uh, you're getting the full gamut of plays out of that one, I'm sure. Holy cow. Well, here, Burwell is facing it fourth and 15 from the 19. They burned a couple of timeouts on this drive. And calling it out here is going to be Birch. Again, he has two wingbacks, but an empty backfield. And he'll air it into the end zone. He's got a man out there, and it is caught. Is he inbounds? Yes, he is. Touchdown. That was a well-thrown ball right into the hands here of Caleb Bush. That's just a, that was a great reception. That was a great, that was a great football in the air. Just it looks like a little uh, post-corner route. Uh, the uh, Elm Creek defender had it pretty well covered, just could not get himself positioned to make a play on the ball. 
So that'll be a 24-yard pitch and catch for the touchdown. And right now, Birch has only thrown two balls, but both of them have been complete, one for a touchdown the other one for a first down. So we'll see what they decide to do here on the two-point conversion again. They appear to be lining up for the direct snap to Williams. That's exactly what they do. They go up the middle this time. They're going to keep him out of the end zone. So the try for two is no good, but it is 22-7. to A great pitch and catch caught in the back of the end zone by Caleb Bush and Burwell with another five points bank touchdown. They lead it 22 to seven with 112 to go before halftime. We're back after this. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you well throwing the football so far today has been pretty good here for longhorns uh in the air only twice so far here for barack birch both of them have been caught in the end zone for touchdowns pretty big swing of momentum there elm creek had the uh, fourth and long that they've been waiting for for so long um and to to get into the half giving up a, a touchdown on fourth and long is just uh does not it's not going to sit well with uh, the elm creek uh, faithful and Birch is going to do the kicking off this time. It's going to hit the turf, bounce around. They pick it up at the 10-yard line. And Gutzweiler has a little seam at the 30, at the 40. He's going to take it the distance. He's got it at the 10, the 5. They push him into the end zone. It's a touchdown. The return of 75 yards, and that's a great way to answer back if you're the Buffaloes. Yeah, instead of going into the half, uh, kind of licking your wounds, uh, you got a big play that happens uh, in your favor, which – you know, that's that's the only two uh, big plays that they've had all game have uh, turned into touchdowns for the Buffalo. So a huge, huge play there uh, for Elm Creek. So Lane Gutzweiler is able to get that sideline. And again, we talk about the team speed. It's just not one or two players. Gutzweiler is able to uh, charge down the field for a 75-yard kickoff return. I, th- I think that's the first time he's touched the ball tonight. He, uh, he, has, he, he yeah. did okay with it. So they are going to go for two here. And at quarterback is going to be Smith. So Kobe Smith will get the ball over on that left side, trying to find some room as Perez, and Perez puts his head down, but he does not get into the end zone as he was running around that left end. So a five-points bank touchdown, a 75-yard kickoff return for Lane Gutzweiler, but the try for two is no good, and our score is 22-13. to 13. A minute to go here in the second quarter, and we'll return to Elm Creek right after this. Aurora Cooperative is excited to launch Prairie Valley Seed Brand into the market. Prairie Valley has one goal in mind, and that's to help you grow. While providing cutting-edge genetics and technology packages in combination with our customized seed placement approach, you can rest assured that your seeds will work as hard as you do. At Prairie Valley Seed, we'll push the boundaries in seed innovation so you can push the boundaries in farming. Prairie Valley Seeds, grow without limits. Tougher together, Aurora and you. Well, Lane Gutzweiler is able to stop a uh, 22-0 run in terms of points here for the Longhorns with a 75-yard kickoff return for the touchdown. And now they'll kick off 
as well. A high kick, and that is going to sail into the end zone. And Williams is still trying to track it down to give it to the official. They got caught up in that win, and that's, it's, it's, I think might still be on its way uh, over to Overton. Which kind of makes that last pass that Burwell had uh, a little bit that much more impressive. Uh, just a, a great placement on that touchdown into the teeth of that win. So we'll see what Burwell can do here. Again, they burned a couple of timeouts. They are out of timeouts. No, check that. They have one timeout left. They have one timeout left, and they'll have it first and 10 at their own 15-yard line. They'll step in under center. So Williams will be in the eye, and they'll hand the ball off to him right up the middle, and uh, wrapping him up is going to be Smith. And I think Elm Creek's going to call a timeout. They want to see if they can get their hands on the ball again. They've got a couple of timeouts to burn here, so they'll call a timeout with 52.9 seconds to go here in quarter number two. Again, our timeouts, as always, are brought to you by ENT Physicians at Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. And again, uh, one of the main stories here in the first half is the uh, injury to uh, Karsten McCarter. McCarter has his helmet on, is standing next to the coaches. They they kind of put him through the, the rigors here, and... He's, he's not 100%, but I still think at some point we're going to see him come back into this football game. Yeah, um, it, it's just a tough call because uh, you want to see him at his best. He's clearly not going to be 100% if, he, if and when he does come back. Um, but, you know, it's cold out. He hasn't been playing uh, since the first quarter to suffer through the cold and, and then go through a halftime mm-hmm. on top of that. It's going to be a tough road for him to come back and be an effective player. Um, but, you know, it's your senior year. You're one of the best players on the team. Uh, you'd like to see him get out there and give it a shot if he's able to. Yeah, and again, I see him kind of walking around, and he is—it's—it's—it's he, it's, it's getting tighter on him. It's, yeah. it's tightening up on, on him. He, he's actually looking worse now than about three minutes ago. Last time I saw him walk around. Well, second and nine here, pitch being uh, tossed back out here, and no room at all for Williams to run. In fact, he's going to lose about two yards. Yeah, great job by that. The we—we uh, we talked last week about the speed of uh, Xavier Perez playing defensive end. He just got around his blocker and made a nice tackle there. Um, that's that's one of the advantages you have um, when you have team speed. You might not be able to beat people straight up and down, uh, but you can get around them sometimes. And again, another timeout being taken here by Elm Creek. That'll be their final timeout. This timeout brought to you by ENT Positions at Carney. It's 22-13. Burwell has a lead and the football when we return right after this. About 90 years before the seeds for the trees that produced the lumber that they sell were even planted, Mead Lumber was born in Nebraska. So now when you have the seed of an idea for a new building project from concept to design, delivery to installation, Mead Lumber in Kearney has a team of professionals to assist you with every phase of your project and service that you'd expect from a neighbor. Stop by Mead Lumber at 1440 West 56th Street to get started. Log on to MeadLumber.com. Mead Lumber in Kearney proudly supports all area athletes. The Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month are Josie Jacobowski of St. Paul Volleyball and Trey Meath from Ravenna Football. Submit your nominations on PlatteRiverPreps.com. The winners will receive a certificate and a Platte River Preps t-shirt presented by B&B Carpet and Donovan. And uh, you can always find out more about that at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Pitch out here for Williams. Williams will cut back against the grain, put his head down, is trying to push that pile all the way to the sticks, and he's able to do it. They hit him at about the 20-yard line, and he is able to go across the 26. That'll be enough for a first down. Yeah, uh, just a great running job there. Just uh, not not wanting to go down 
kind of willing himself to a first down there, uh, kind of derails Elm Creek's hopes of getting the ball back to this half. And, and you know, I think Burwell's pretty content with the lead at this point. Yeah, they, they stayed in bounds, but I think they will have to snap the ball one more time, or maybe not. I am not sure. It does not appear that they're going to snap the ball again. And there's 17 seconds on the clock. And the Longhorns are already starting to slowly wander over to the sideline and see if they can get in out of the wind and kind of warm up here a little bit. Now, they do not need to snap it, so the uh, first half is over. And so a 22-0 run for a while here for Burwell put them on top, and that lead is now 9, 22-13 as we head into the locker rooms. And again, thank goodness for a 75-yard kickoff return here for uh, Elm Creek to give them a little bit of momentum. They got a 74-yard play from scrimmage, a 75-yard kickoff, and that's been about it offensively. Yeah, I think uh, maybe six or seven, uh, maybe six or seven uh, negative plays so far for Elm Creek. Uh, not to mention the the, the the errors on the punt team. Uh, two errors there, uh, so it, it has not been a, a great first half. But you know they're still hanging in the ball game. If they can get just a, a little something cooking their way again, you know Elm Creek can get back in this, but. Uh, uh, they're going to have to fix some issues on offense that they have. Well, and part of that is trying to find uh, somebody to. Uh, you're missing your starting quarterback as well. That's not going to help out at all. It is halftime, 22-13, our lead in the hands of Burwell. We'll head to the locker rooms, and we'll come back with the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this. When the weather changes, so can the performance of your transmission. Hi, this is Wayne with TBK Transmissions, and we want to help you avoid getting stuck in the tough snow. If your 4x4 is not working or your transmission's not shifting correctly, bring it in now. Get your vehicle winter ready with free diagnostics available. The only way is TBK, 2520 Avenue Q, Kearney. Learn more at tbktrans.com. TBK Transmissions, the only way is TBK. Downey Drilling in Lexington is a proud supporter of all the area athletes. Downey Drilling designs and installs complete water well systems for all your water well needs. We drill wells for agriculture, municipal, commercial, domestic, residential, and geothermal loop fields. From the well drilling to the pump installation and service, Downey Drilling Incorporated is your complete water well provider that takes pride in providing outstanding service to all its customers. Online at DowneyDrilling.com. Ooh, that light lunch didn't cut it. And our dinner reservations aren't until when? Well, this is just embarrassing. Enough is enough. Stop the growl with Amigos' new quesadilla snackers. A mini quesadilla with chicken or ground beef, bacon bits, and Amigos Ranch. They're just the right size at just the right price. Don't deal with a grumbling stomach. Stop the growl for only $1.99 with new quesadilla snackers only at Amigos. Limited time only. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local Yellow Pages. We may not hear a lot of crowd in the crowd, Mike. I think they're trying to get in out of the wind here. We're at halftime, 22-13. to 13. Elm Creek is trailing their rivals from Burwell here at the break. Let's get you uh, updated on some other scores from around the state. As we mentioned, next up for the winner of this game will be a date with Cambridge because the top seed won on their home field tonight by, well, this afternoon, actually, with a 62-14 to win over Neely Oakdale. Second-seeded uh, Fullerton and Dundee County Stratton kick 
up at uh, 6 o'clock. And we uh, obviously don't have a score on that yet because not 6 o'clock yet. Meanwhile, Arcadia Loop City is just having their way with Sutherland. They are blowing the Sailors out of the water. 50 to nothing. Arcadia Loop City has the lead in the second quarter. So pencil them in uh, for a date with the winner of the Fullerton-Dundee County Stratton game. That's the west bracket. The east bracket, Howells Dodge and Lutheran High Northeast will kick off here in a couple of minutes. The only game that started so far is Osceola High Plains leading Creighton right now by a score of 46-32. to 32. That game is in Creighton and in the fourth quarter. Uh, meanwhile, at 6 o'clock will be uh, Bruning Davenport Shickley at Cross County. Also at 6.30 will be Elmwood Murdoch and Tri-County. In Class D2 at halftime, Overton has a lead over Garden County 20-6 to at the break. Also at halftime, it is Central Valley leading Elwood 36-16. to Kennesaw and Pleasanton over on the breeze 94-5. That is going to kick off here in a couple of minutes. And again, you can hear that on 94-5. The Breeze, as well as PlatteRiverPreps.com. Also starting at 6 o'clock will be a couple of higher seeds getting together. Twin Loop, the 11th seed, will take on 14th-seeded Mullen. And again, that game will be at 6 o'clock. It's being played over at Twin Loop. On the eastern bracket, top-seeded Humphrey St. Francis. Uh, the Flyers over Lawrence Nelson, 60-14. to That is a final in the fourth quarter. Plainview is leading Johnson Brock, 28-22. Again, that in the fourth. Bloomfield and Hardington Newcastle set the kickoff here uh, at 6 o'clock out in Bloomfield, the home of the Bees. And Fall City Sacred Heart with a 48-6 lead over Clarkson Lee. That game is in the fourth quarter, so Fall City Sacred Heart will be moving on as well. And again, uh, the action for 11-man football will begin for you on Friday as uh, we kind of have that schedule with the eight-man playing on a a six day week uh, as the next round will be next Tuesday, uh, depending on where this winner, if it's Burwell, Burwell will host. If Elm Creek wins, they would travel to Cambridge because the Trojans had no problem today picking up their win. We're at halftime, 22-13, to 13, as currently Burwell has a lead here in Elm Creek, and we'll take a look at some stats and more as we continue with more of the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this. I remember vividly when I knew I was going to be a nurse. When I was eight years old, my grandmother died from cancer. And from that point on, I always said, I'm going to be a nurse someday, and I'm going to try and make a difference. My first job was on the oncology unit here at Mary Lanning. And uh, I worked in outpatient surgery, and then I also worked in cardiopulmonary, which is where I am today. I think the thing that I love most about being a nurse, we're in a unique position where we are with people during some of the happiest times of their lives, some of the scariest times, and some of the saddest times. And I just like being able to make a difference. So I can't imagine being anyplace else other than Mary Lanning. I'm Regina Anderson, RN, Manager of Cardiac Diagnostics and Cath Lab at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. 
If what your crop needs is potassium, what you need to feed it is Locomotive. Designed to enhance crop growth and quality, Locomotive gives crops what they need in the safest form. Chlorine-free formula, providing high absorption rates to deliver critical nutrition quickly. Locomotive is the foliar potassium that doesn't hesitate when it comes to your crop's performance. No matter what the conditions, if you want potassium in your crop, you want Locomotive. To get your crop what it needs, see your local Nutrient Ag Solutions retailer today. And welcome back here to Elm Creek. Buffalo's trailing it here 22-13. to 13, And let's give you our scoring wrap-up. It began with Elm Creek hitting a, a big play. Karsten McCarter, a 74-yard touchdown run. The extra point was good, and it was 7 to nothing. But then the second play from scrimmage in the second quarter, Burwell capitalized on the drive as Jace Williams bowls in from one yard out. He also bowled in for the two-point conversion, and Burwell went on top here 8-7. to seven. And then uh, next time Burwell got their hands on the ball, they drove right down the field again. This time they uh, capitalized with the uh, air attack as Barack Birch hit Levi Bodie with a sliding catch from 14 yards out. The two-point conversion again was good. That made it 16-7 to in favor of the Longhorns. And then with a minute 12 to go before halftime, Birch again connected with uh, Caleb Birch on a 24-yard pass that was just a thing of beauty, dropped it right in the bucket, right at the end of the end zone, and the uh, try for two was no good, so it was 22-7 to at that point. And then the ensuing kickoff was picked up by Lane Gutzweiler as he gets down the right sideline, rumbles in from 75 yards out on the kickoff return. The uh, extra point, no good, and we are at halftime, 22-13. to Burwell has the lead, and they've got the lead statistically as well. Elm Creek. Really, for the first half, first quarter, uh, played very good defense, and Burwell did most of their damage offensively in that second quarter. Jace Williams has carried the ball 21 times for 90 yards. Caleb Bush has three carries for nine yards. Barack Birch has four carries for two yards. He was saddled with a 10-yard loss uh, because of a sack and uh, one carry for Corey Daw for no gain. So they currently have 101 rushing yards here in the first half does Burwell and their passing game has been very effective two passes for Barack Birch two catches two touchdowns and a grand total of 38 yards as Daw has that 14 yard touchdown pass and then the 16 yard uh, touchdown uh, reception by Caleb Bush for the uh, touchdown there so for Elm Creek uh, they had the 74 yard run by Carson McCarter but McCarter lost 11 yards on the other two times he carried carried the football, so he had 63 yards rushing in the first half. Xavier Perez has carried the ball six times for one yard, and Kobe Smith has one carry for a negative one yard. So, again, they uh, you, you take away that, that 74-yard run, it's 11 negative for Elm Creek rushing here in the first half, and they have not completed a pass. So take away that one big play, they would have negative 11 yards for their offense here in the football game. And that is our statistical wrap-up brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. And obviously, Elm Creek has got to find some way to get something going offensively. Yeah, you know, they do rely on big plays, and they rely on their team speed. So uh, it's it's not like it's out of the question that they're going to have another big play here or there. But um, they can't go through uh, offensive series where they drop the ball on the turf two or three times like they have so far in this game. Uh, they, they can't have negative plays. 
uh, they're going to have to try and stay on schedule, uh, keep the ball in their 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 best players' hands, um, which unfortunately uh, that's not McCarter at this point. Yeah, and they've also struggled. Not only is your 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 star running back uh, have only like one yard, they've also struggled when that young man was was punting. They've had two catastrophes in their punting game as well. They were able to weather the first one as they were able to keep them out of the end zone uh, after. They gave him the ball at the five-yard line. Yeah, and it's it, it's quite a, a turn of events of the game at that point. You thought that, you know, Elm Creek averted disaster. Uh, they get the big touchdown. So instead of being down six or eight nothing, they're now up seven nothing. So you feel like they got over the initial shock of the game, uh, but they just have not continued. They have not con- they have not improved on their mistakes. They keep seeming to have the same mistakes, and they've got to get uh, if they want any chance in the second half. They've got to get Xavier Perez opportunities to get into. Sus- some space and, and let his speed take over. And uh, Burwell, you know, uh, Burwell knows that too at this point. And they know McCarter's not out. So pretty much everything that they're going to zero in on is where's number 20 for Elm Creek. Yeah. And you know, Burwell is going to come in motivated. I mean, they, they, they know uh, in the playoffs since uh, 2012, they've had a great run except for those years that they played Elm Creek for the most part, because right. Elm Creek was four and one. The one time they beat them, was the one year they won a state championship, by the way. And I'm sure that will come up in a conversation that uh, Luke Gideon had here at halftime as well. But, you know, Elm Creek had to be confident because, again, they've got that 4-1 record in the playoffs, and they also have a 36-28 win up in Burwell right. earlier this year. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I know Coach Doolin mentioned that they might have got Burwell earlier in the year. Uh, but, you know, they knew that Burwell was going to give them their best game coming forward. But this game has played out exactly how Burwell wants to do, other than getting stopped on first and goal at the five is they're bigger. They're going to take their time. They have taken their time in between plays, and it's just a ground and pound, steady rhythm of offense that Burwell is is putting on the Elm Creek defense. They're bigger, and they're just wearing down the Elm Creek defensive front at this point. But, uh, you know, if Elm Creek's going to have any chance here, they have got to get some first downs and, and establish a little bit of grounding game. Absolutely. Well, we are at halftime. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow pages. And again, you also have that opportunity for Burwell maybe to to extend this a little bit because they won the toss, deferred their choice to the second half. So they'll receive the football as we start the uh, second half when we return to Elm Creek right after this. Anywhere fall activities take you, Friesen Ford has you covered. With a great selection of new and pre-owned cars, trucks, vans, SUVs, right on our lot. Friesen Ford has a selection to make it anywhere your fall activities take you. From marching band practices to high school football and volleyball games, their friendly sales team will work with you to find a car that fits your needs. And easy financing options are available. See the selection today at Friesen Ford, just off I-80 in Aurora, or online at FriesenFord.com for sales, service, parts. Trust your friendly Friesen Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Welcome to Freddy's. What can we get started for you? I haven't had a carb in three weeks, and if I have one more sip of a kale smoothie, 
I need a Freddy's original double with cheese, fries, and a turtle sundae. Please. We understand. If you're going to be bad, it better be good. And no one satisfies your cravings better than Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers. The experience that puts a smile on your face and the taste that brings you back. For a limited time, try Freddy's Blue Cheese Bacon Steak Burger. Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers, 1010 3rd Avenue, Kearney. Builders knows that you would rather spend time enjoying your home than constantly repairing it. That's why we offer only the highest quality products from the best known suppliers like Pella Windows and DeWalt Power Tools. We also know that price matters and that's why we back everything with a guaranteed price match. If you find the exact same item somewhere else, we'll match it. It's not a gimmick or a ploy, it's just our way of making sure our customers get the best products at the best prices. At Builders and Kearney and Grand Island. And welcome back here to uh, Elm Creek. And uh, again, with the injury that uh, has uh, sidelined Carson McCarter, uh, just kind of looking around out there, I thought it was interesting that uh, Bo Knapp has been taking some snaps as well. And we'll see whether or not the freshman comes in at quarterback to try to spark a little bit of energy here into the Buffaloes. Yeah, Bo, uh, Bo might be a little bit more of a passer than uh, Kobe Smith is. So, um Maybe they're just getting them warmed up in case there's a situation where they got to start making some plays, uh, throwing the ball that uh, maybe he's got a, a better opportunity than Kobe would at this point. Well, he just, uh, Knapp just chucked it about uh, 40 yards into the wind. So, yeah, yeah, he can, he had a nice delivery on that one. So, again, it's the mountain's pretty tall here. It's only a nine point game. But, again, one of the players we talked about a lot with that team speed is Karsten McCarter. He's got the 74 yard touchdown run. So, right now, the play- Players that are healthy for Elm Creek, they actually have negative yards as a team. Right. Yeah. It's it's only a nine point game, and in it's anybody's ball game still, but it feels like a twenty point game. It, it really does, because um, you're just wondering. You haven't we haven't seen anything out of Elm Creek on offense other than the one long, long touchdown run, uh, and so you know they, they they've got to generate something on offense to to get it going on here and. You know, McCarter's out there. He's throwing the ball around. He, he's trying to take some uh, some fake snaps and move. Uh, we'll see if he's able to come back the second half. Well, we'll find out uh, as uh, we're about a minute away from kicking off the second half here. As we mentioned, Burwell will get the ball first. And just the first three minutes here of the third quarter are huge for Elm Creek. If they can get a three and out, get a halfway decent field position, because they'll have the win at their back when they're kicking off. And uh, I believe uh, that's how they're lined up. Um, in any event, if you can force a three and out, maybe get some points on the board, get something going, brand new ball game. Yeah, the first part of here of the third quarter is extremely big for Elm Creek, more so than Burwell. Burwell can afford to go three and out and still feel like they're in command of the game. Uh, but if Elm Creek gives up two, three, four, five first downs in a row here, um, it, it's going to be a real tough uphill battle for the rest of the half. Well, that and that big offensive line has been leaning on these guys. It, it I don't know what it is, but when you get hit on defense, it takes more out of you than when you're delivering a hit on offense. It sure does, and, and a big running back coming uh, full head of steam at you, you know, at 215-some pounds that Chase Williams is, uh, it, it's tough to tackle when you when you got a load coming at you like that. Well, Claybaugh has got it teed up, but it blew off the tee, so he'll tee it up again, and he'll put the foot into it, and we are underway here in the second half. A high kick that is going to sail into the end zone, and uh, for whatever reason, reason <laughs> i'm not sure why jace williams was so bent and uh, yeah. wanting to return that but he really wanted to get a return out of that uh, but he, he couldn't uh, reel in the football before it goes in the end zone 
Uh, looks like D1 will have a new champion this year. Looks like the defending champ went down to Osceola High Plains uh, just a little bit ago as a final. Uh, so Coach Fuller over at Osceola, uh, good job to him. And then we'll see uh, his son, Rusty, uh, coach the St. Paul Wildcats this Friday. Yeah, handoff here for Williams right up the middle. And Williams is going to gain maybe about a yard, yard and a half, and that's going to be it out of that high formation. Good job there by uh, Hans Robbins there to uh, to get in there and make that play. That's that, Those are the type of plays that Elm Creek needs to, to get Burwell off track. They can't give up four or five yards on first down like they have been uh, second in eight and a half or, you know, however you want to call it, a uh, much better position for Elm Creek on this play. So checking in here for the Buffaloes at the last minute will be Dylan Carr. The big 245-pound freshman will come up there and try to stuff a hole up right between the uh, guard area there and the center. And hand off to Williams. Williams comes right up the middle, busts uh, through the hole, brings it across the 30-yard line out to about the 31. That'll be a gain of 15, and that'll move the sticks here for Burwell. Yeah, Dylan Carr, we ju- you just mentioned him. Uh- uh, he did a great job shedding a block, and then he just didn't have that, that that maturity to slide over and make that play. He was patting himself on the head. He should have made that play for uh, you know a one-yard gain or so. Instead, uh, Jace uh, Williams slides right by him and picks up good yardage and gets the first. Well, Williams coming in with over 1,000 yards on the season. He's got 100 yards here today. He's made a lot of guys miss. I formation again as they pitch it to Williams. Williams will take it over the top of the tackle, and he'll be uh, wrapped up by Troy Brummels uh, for no gain. Yeah, running running laterally against the, the team speed at Elm Creek has not uh, been something that Burwell's been able to do so far. Um, so, you know, they've got a lot of pursuit, uh, but, you know, Burwell's made their money running inside the tight ends. Uh, tackles, if you're looking at it an 11-man-wise, they're running right inside uh, the, the B gaps to, to make their plays. So no gain, second and 10. Williams will be on a wing eye on that right side. Actually, they direct snap it to him, and he'll go off to that right side where that wing eye was, and he's going to end up gaining about seven yards. Again, another direct snap here for Williams, and again, they line up with a quarterback and a wing back on that right side as lead blockers as he heads that direction. Yeah, they, they want the ball in his hands, obviously, and, and and once he gets past the line, it just kind of turns into a wrestling match. Uh, you know, looks like my son's rolling around on, on the – the, in the kitchen, just kind of swinging each other around, and, and it's tough to take him down. Direct snap to Williams. He goes right up the middle, and he'll bring it across midfield. In fact, he squirts through there all the way out to the 36, and so that's going to be a gain of seven and more than enough to move the sticks since it was only uh, three downs to go, three yards to go. Right. A good 100-yard gain, uh, obviously, so far for him, and, and I'd be surprised if he doesn't get another you know, 15 to, to 16 carries in this game. You know, already has probably 23 or 24 at this point. He's got 20 and 26. Yeah. And they've been giving him a steady diet of the football. They're across midfield, first and 10 from 36. First drive of the second half here for Burwell. Another direct snap to Williams. A couple of lead blockers in front of him. And again, it's just, just steady. I mean, there's nothing fancy about it. We're just going to snap the ball to our big kid. And he's going to follow his blockers and gain about four yards. If you're, uh, if you're on the Burwell side, Line, you're like, okay, we're just gonna we're gonna keep doing this until uh, in, until Elm Creek breaks and, and we get a big run out of the deal. And and if you're Elm Creek, it's just kind of demoralized, and you look up and 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 Williams gets another four yards. So it will be second, and they've got three up there, but I'd say it's probably second and six. And here they're going to hand the ball off to uh, the first back coming through. So they do switch it up just a little bit as they come out of that I formation. And uh, a quick little hitter here coming up the middle by Corey Dawes. 
off, and Daw is going to gain about three. Yeah, good job there by, uh, by uh, number 21 there for Elm Creek. Uh, Troy Brummel's making the play there. Um, but, you know, he's making the play three, four yards downfield at the same time. So, you know, Burwell's just kind of dictating what they want to do at this point. They're inside the 34-yard line. First drive of the second half. Burwell leads it 22-13. I formation. Hand off to Williams. Uh, excuse me. They uh, actually put uh, Bush back there. And he runs right over the top. And that's going to be a gain of about seven, and that'll be enough for the first down. You you would have thought it was uh, Williams because it looked just similar to any other play that he's run all night long. Is is uh, a nice solid gain of five six yards without having to do too many moves or anything. Uh, Elm Creek's really got to start blitzing some linebackers, getting some stunts on the D line or something here to get uh, to get a negative play. And back into the game is Williams. They line up with that direct snap. He bounces to the outside, has the sideline. Tiptoes down that sideline, down to about the five-yard line, where he'll go out of bounds. We'll see exactly where they spot him. It looks like it'll be the five. If it is, that'll be a gain of 24. Yeah, it's just uh, it's it, it's tough to tackle, like we mentioned, when it's cold out, especially when you got a big running back coming at you with a full head of steam, and and that's just kind of where Elm Creek is right now. It's just uh, he's tough to bring down. So that will stop the clock with 7:39 to go here, and it'll be first and goal from the five. Yard line. I formation as Birch is in under center. And they'll hand the ball to Williams. Williams will rub off one would be tackler, goes five yards deep into the end zone, hands the ball to the official. That'll be another touchdown. And the lead now is 28 to 13. Yeah, Elm Creek bringing the uh, full house blitz there. Um, but uh, the bad part about that is once a running back gets through the line, that there's no one left to tackle you with. And, th- and that's what happened there. Uh, Williams sneaks through off the right side and just kind of squirts himself into the end zone as, uh, you know, Elm Creek brought the whole house up the A-gap. So Williams with the five-yard run. And again, they will get the ball to Williams, and they're trying to keep him out of the end zone, and that time they're able to do it. So the two-point conversion on the direct snap is no good, and our score is 28-13, to 13, a 15-point Burwell lead. With 7.34 to go here in the second quarter, we'll have the first possession for Elm Creek when we return right after this. At First Tier Bank, our roots go back to 1955. Our vision has always been to help our communities live better with great banking. First Tier Bank takes pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking, savings, loans, and online banking with bill pay. First Tier Bank measures its success by continued growth of our clients and communities. We are proud to support our high school athletes. And welcome back here to Elm Creek as the Buffaloes have really the opposite of what they wanted to have happen here because Burwell took that second half kickoff, drove right down the field and added on to their lead. They now lead it 28 to 13. And you can just kind of you can kind of just see the body language out there for Elm Creek. Their dauber's down. Yep, yep. It's going to be uh, like we said, if Burwell comes out and establishes the run game again and scores, it's going to be a, a tough uphill battle. It's only a two-score game still. And this might be one of uh, uh, Elm Creek's best offensive plays coming up as a kick return where they can get one of their speedsters out in open space. Well, Gutswiller was able to take it 75 yards. He's back deep, and the ball is heading over to Perez at about the five-yard line. So Gutswiller will be the lead blocker here as Perez takes it at the 20, puts his head down, brings it across the 25-yard line. But stepping in there to make the tackle, that was a good form tackle here for Tyler Daw. 
Yeah, it was a nice return setup. Uh, if Tyler Dahl wasn't there, uh, Perez might still be running into the end zone at this point because they had a little uh, wall set up on the sideline, on Elm Creek sideline. Um, so it will be interesting to see how uh, Elm Creek uh, starts off the second half. It looks like McCarter's going to be back in at quarterback. So he's back at quarterback, and he will be out of the pistol formation. So McCarter, who had a 74-yard run, has Perez coming across the formation here. They fake the handoff there. The throw by McCarter is going to be incomplete, trying to make the connection to Trey Miner. And again, so far, the Buffaloes have not completed a pass in this game. Yeah, just a little uh, slant pass uh, coming there. It, it didn't even look like the ball came out of uh, McCarter's hand there. It looked like it, it slipped just as he uh, threw it, kind of end up a end-over-end push pass at that point. So it stops the clock here with 7.24 to go, but McCarter back in action. And again, after being in the locker room, kind of warming up a little bit, he comes out, and you can see that there is just a little bit of a, little bit of a hitch in his walk, but he's in the pistol formation and they will hand it off on the jet sweep Perez will cut back to the inside and that didn't fool the Longhorns at all there's no gain yeah it was a, a play we've seen in the past from Elm Creek uh, a little jet action uh, I, kind of the play, play that uh, McCarter scored on earlier um, I'm sure we'll see it again and uh, and we'll see McCarter pull and we'll see if he's uh, able to uh, generate anything off of it and they're going to flip the formation out of the short side of the field so that's where they got a man split over there. Also on that side is going to be Perez. I'm sure he'll come across in motion here in a moment. He comes across. They fake the handoff to him. A Carter with pressure coming he is looking to throw, but he is not going to be able to get the ball off. Too much pressure. There was about three purple hats right in his face there, and he is stacked at about the 15-yard line. Yeah, just uh, not enough time to, uh, to establish anything on that pass play there. Uh, McCarter did a good job of kind of wiggling himself out of a, a tackle, but uh, there was a whole bunch of purple helmets back there. So that'll be a loss of 13 on the play. And again, negative play here for Elm Creek. So in punt formation is going to be Gage Claybaugh. So it's Claybaugh in punt formation. He had the last punt as well. It was a pretty good one. He gets the ball, and he'll kick it up high. And it will be picked up at about the 25-yard line. Trying to find somewhere to go is Caleb Bush. Bush makes one man miss, has a lead blocker, and he reverses his feed, his field. He'll bring it across the midfield over to the 35-yard line. So not a bad low return there. It's started about the 18-yard line. He brings it across midfield down to the 35. So yeah. that'll be about a 27-yard return. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, Elm Creek's got a the, the team speed and they just uh, couldn't cover that punt very well um you know it was a nice punt getting off but uh, sometimes you outkick your coverage and that's that's kind of what happened there is he had plenty of room to run once he caught it so 28 13 our lead very well up by 15 they'll go in the eye formation a couple of tight ends williams is in that eye but they'll hand the ball off to the fullback and going right up the middle here is going to be daw and daw is going to gain a couple that's going to be about it coming up on the bottom of the pile making the tackle here for the buffaloes is Blake Engenberger. Just a uh, same little uh, quick hitter handoff we saw earlier in the game. Uh, and on the last possession, uh, Elm Creek did a nice job there of uh, kind of stuffing that one up. So now five and a half to go. Clock moving here. Time time ticking here against Elm Creek. They're still in it, though. Only down by two touchdowns. I formation. Couple of tight ends. Hand off to Williams. Williams right up the middle and into the waiting arms of Troy Brummels. Brummels had that well-diagnosed and is able 
able to wrap up Williams, that'll be a gain of maybe a half yard. Yeah, good job there by Elm Creek. Uh, Burwell went with the hard count, the, the, the on-two count again. Uh, Elm Creek almost jumped off sides. They didn't, and, and that was a, a nice play there by uh, Brummel's there to make that play, to, to, to make it a third and long, something that Burwell has not had a lot of third and longs in this game. Well, a couple of times they have, and then they've been able to connect on, on the pass as Barack Birch has thrown two touchdown passes. It is going to be third and eight here from about the 34-yard line. They have gone in the air rarely, and again, they line up two tight end, eye formation, pitch out for uh, Bush. Bush won't go down, keeps driving, and he's going to be awfully close to the first down marker. It was a good, uh, just a little toss play there, quarterback getting out and leading the play. But, uh, you know, Elm Creek had uh, Bush wrapped up about three yards previous to where he ended up, and uh, he just uh, kind of refused to go down just like Jace Williams showed us earlier in the game. So uh, Williams back in the game, fourth and short. So fourth and about a yard here, and it will be Williams, and it looks like that direct snap to him is going to be the call. And that's exactly what it is. He goes right up the middle, runs over one of his own players, and he'll gain about two. He needed one, and so that will move the sticks. Yeah, just an old old, old faithful. It's uh, kind of the it's third and short, fourth and short, and we really, really need it. Uh, we're going to get into that formation and, uh, and direct snap it to Williams. Well, you saw that on the, the two-point conversion, and you said it. You know, we're going to see that play again, and we have seen a steady diet of that direct snap here to Williams. Williams still in the game. They've uh, brought him out a few times and put Bush in the eye, but this is that direct snap formation again. And again, they give it to him, and they'll try to get the edge on this left wing. There's a flag down, and they'll bring the ball out to about the uh, 26-yard line. Yeah, usually in the position of a holding on the perimeter there. So, Yep, and that's what it's going to be. So right at the point of attack, we'll back him up 10 yards, and we'll replay first down. So give or take a, a half yard or so, it's going to be first and 20. Well, here, here's a, a break that Elm Creek needs. Now they need to capitalize it on defense. If you're Burwell, you just stick with what you've been doing. Uh, you know, whether it's first and 10 or first and 20, go out and get five yards and, and play the next down. Is kind of how their mantra has been all this game. So they've got to get the ball down to about the 14-yard line here. Ball spotted at the 34. I formation. Birch looking to throw the football, and he'll throw it on that right side. Had a man, but threw it too far, and it is incomplete. He was looking for Alex Gideon, and that is the first incompletion here for Burwell tonight. Yeah, they had a, they had the the route open there, kind of overshot it, and then, uh, you know, McCarter's playing defense as well now, so kind of looks like the, the, the wide receiver had a step on where the tight end had a step on him. Yeah, he's going to come out of the game. As he, uh, he he was walking like he was balancing a, a cup of full water. Direct snap here to Williams. Williams on that right side is going to end up gaining about six on the play. And that is now his 32nd carry of the game. It's set up a, you know, a third and 15 or 16. Uh, you know, there's there's two ways to look at this if you're Burwell. Is, uh, have another running play and pick up another five or six yards and, and go for it on fourth and ten, or you run your uh, post-corner route that you scored on that fourth and long earlier in the in the game and, and see what happens there. Two tight ends, eye formation, Birch will be in under center. 
And he's just going to pitch the ball out here for Bush. Bush on that uh, sweep will uh, gain about five yards on the play. And that's going to set up now fourth and long. Yeah, so just pick up some positive yards, make it a more manageable fourth down. Uh, let the clock run as much as you want it down to. Uh, you know, you've controlled the third quarter. Uh, Elm Creek has only had the, the ball maybe three or four plays in this entire third quarter at this point. Who brought their cell phone, by the way, up here? Who would do that? Minute 40 to go I'm gonna blame, here in the third quarter. I'll blame the Burwell uh, camera kids on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why, well, a friend of mine is calling them on their phone. I don't know. <laughs> so a minute and a half to go here. Not a good enough friend that he knows what I'm doing tonight, apparently. And they are going to be very patient. In fact, I think this is going to be another one of those situations where Burwell is going to milk as much clock as possible. They're going to call the timeout, and they're going to talk about what they want to do here on 4th and 10. They lead it 28-13 to 13 with a minute 16 to go in the football game. Our timeout is brought to you by ENT Physicians at Kearney, taking care of you since 1994, located where you need us, specializing in you. We'll return to Elm Creek with the Buffaloes needing a stop here on 4th and 9 when we return right after this. The dream of every American farmer is to watch the family farm being passed on from generation to generation. CHS wants to be the company that helps that dream come true. Farmers know CHS Agronomy is who they can trust and count on. When you do business with CHS and Holdridge, you're connecting to agronomic expertise. Your CHS Agronomy department can help you with everything from chemical, fertilizer, seed, and precision ag. People and resources you can count on always and always here at chsholdridge.com. Farmer owned with Global Connections. Well, the internet streaming of all of our high school games on the Platte River Radio Group of Stations and at PlatteRiverPreps.com is brought to you by Barney Insurance and Kearney, Holdridge, Lexington, and in Lincoln. Winner of this game will take on Cambridge. Cambridge 62-14 winners over Neely Oakdale. Uh, Fullerton right now is uh, leading Dundee County Stratton 6 to nothing. That, that game is in the first quarter. So fourth and nine. And again, lined up to go for it here. They'll direct it to Birch. Birch will throw it over the middle, and it's going to be caught. And it is going to be awfully close to the end zone. Nice little strike as he throws it right up the middle here to Caleb Bush. And Bush will take it down to about the one-yard line. And they are calling it a touchdown. I didn't see the official put his hands in the air. And so that will be a 24-yard touchdown. Yeah, just a little two-man route there on the same side, so kind of a unique uh, play there. The the front guy uh, kind of runs everybody off, and the second guy runs a little skinny post right behind him. So again, Caleb Bush has two 24-yard touchdown passes, receptions, and now another two-point conversion on that direct snap right up the middle is Williams. So the five-points bank touchdown followed by the two-point conversion, and now it is Elm Creek who trails by with uh, the other team having 36. Early Earlier this year, it was 36-28 was the final. This time, it is Burwell leading at 36-13 with a minute 10 to go here in the third quarter. We're back right after this. This sports broadcast is proudly brought to you in part by Foster Family Foods in Elm Creek. Foster's is your full-service grocery store. Shop Foster's Family Foods for the finest meats, freshest produce, and every week there are great savings and specials. Fast, friendly, hometown, personal service. At Foster's Family Foods in Elm Creek, your satisfaction is always our number one goal. Foster's Family Foods, the little store that's big on you. Best of luck to all the area athletes. Well, Birch to Bush for the second time. 
time. Second time, it's a 24-yard touchdown pass. And uh, now with a two-point conversion, 36-13 to 13 is our score. And now it's, it's really crunch time here for Elm Creek. They've really got to get something done and got to get it done pretty quickly. Yeah, and they've I, been behind the eight ball ever since their quarterback got hurt. You know, and Elm Creek just does not have any first downs. Uh, I, I don't know if they've got a first down no, tonight. No, they have not. Kickoff going to be picked up here by Perez. Perez gets the corner. Actually, that's Gutzweiler. Gutzweiler at the 20-yard line. And uh, they'll go out to about the uh, 35-yard line. And there was what I thought was a late hit by one of the Burwell players. I didn't think he meant to do no. it. He just uh, was running and didn't realize that a kid from Elm Creek had stopped. And maybe that's why they did not, not throw a flag, and maybe they didn't see it. In any event, it'll be first and 10 at the 35-yard line. So Elm Creek has no first downs tonight. Uh, one big play on the on the ground. And so, you know, the outcome kind of is already looks uh, forecasted, but Elm Creek's got to generate something here, get a first down, and give themselves a chance in the fourth quarter. Yeah, McCarter ran out there, and he could not put much weight on that sore ankle of his. Kind of looked like uh, Seabiscuit in the movie there when Seabiscuit was hurt. So first and 10 from the 35-yard line. McCarter with pressure coming, and he's going to be sacked. They're going to pull him down at about the 20. 28-yard line, that's going to be a loss of at least seven. We'll see what kind of forward progress they give him. And that's going to be another negative play here for the Buffaloes. Yeah, you know, he's uh, one of your best players, so uh, you put him in there, but he's limited to probably just standing there and throwing it or standing there and handing off. Uh, but if you don't protect for him, uh, standing there and throwing it, it's not going to work out very well either, especially when Burwell uh, brings the blitz on So that's the 10th play that Elm Creek has run here where they've gained no yards or lost yards. This will be barring an incomplete pass, the final play of the second quarter. McCarter will try to set up the screen, and he'll throw it a little bit too high, trying to connect with Perez. And so Elm Creek still looking for their first completion of the night. Yeah, again, the screen was set up there, but uh, just so much pressure coming off off the edge there for Burwell. That, uh, which, just, which you plan on with the yeah, screen. Yeah, but, I mean, there's pressure, and then there's pressure. Yeah, and it, and it was in his face to make a bad throw, and, and uh, Elm Creek knows that the, the screen game is there, because Burwell is bringing the house uh, on a lot of these plays, and Burwell's just pinning their ears back and going after the ball at this point. So third and 17, 18.8 to go here before we end the third quarter. 36-13, Longhorns have the lead here in Elm Creek. McCarter looking to throw, and he'll air it out, and it is going to be incomplete, but there are flags all over the place. Actually, they made a change at quarterback. That was Bo Knapp. We talked about him earlier. And he was uh, throwing it deep here for Trey Miner, and Miner was uh, was interfered with. So that will be a 15-yard penalty in high school football. That's not an automatic first down. It's third and 17. So that's going to now make it third and two. Uh, the ball was thrown to the inside, and the receiver tried to kind of stop and, and get inside the, the defender, and the defender didn't see it, kind of had a, a hold on the receiver there. So, and, you know, in the NFL, that's a holding Holding call, not a pass interference, probably because it was probably before the ball was even even in the vicinity. But uh, you know, you're right. It's it's still third down, and uh, the Elm Creek's ability to get a yard has not been there tonight. So uh, they're going to have to to really grind one out here to get their first first down. Third and one again. Nap in at quarterback. So Bo Nap will step in under center. 
He's got the eye formation behind him, and they have a little bit of trouble with the handoff. The ball is loose, and it looks to me like Burwell is going to fall on it. Did somebody from Elm Creek fight in there and get the ball back? Yes, they did. It squirted through, and there was a couple of white jerseys there, and they couldn't reel it in. And I think digging in there to come up with the football is Hans Robbins. So they're going to lose about one yard on the play. And we are going to step away here because we head to the fourth quarter. That's the final play of the third quarter. And it's 36 to 13. Buffalo's down by 23. They'll have fourth and two when we return right after this. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? With their online offer center powered by DNT Market Space. See kappagrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. Well, coaches don't like to talk about injuries, but injury is a major factor in this game because uh, really ever since the starting quarterback for Elm Creek, Karsten McCarter, got hurt, this offense hasn't been the same as they have yet to get a first down. Now, technically, you get a first down when you get a touchdown run, but they haven't had a first down. The chains have not moved for them tonight. Yeah, Yeah, that's safe to say. So third and, excuse me, fourth and about two here as they had the fumbled exchange. And now McCarter is back in at quarterback. He'll be in the pistol. And they snap it to him. And it's going to be a halfback pass as Perez is going to throw it. He's going to throw it deep, and it's off the hands of his intended receiver. Blake Engenberger had a real legitimate chance at it, and I think he had it, but maybe the Burwell player was able to swat it out of there in any event. On fourth and two, it falls incomplete. Uh, nice play call there. Uh, you know, Give the ball to your, your two best players on the snap and then the handoff uh, and let them try and make something happen. They had a nice play set up. Um, just just didn't catch the ball. That you know, two out of three things happened there that they needed to have happen. They had some. They had enough time to throw it. Just didn't catch the ball. So first and ten here for Burwell. Already on top, thirty-six to thirteen. And it just feels like the lead is bigger than that. In the I formation here will be Williams. They'll hand the ball to him. He'll go right up the middle, and he'll be met by a whole herd of buffaloes. Yeah, just a uh, you know they're just. They're just working clock, um, you know, and working against. It's like uh, just just throwing body blows, you know. If you're in boxing uh, aficionado, they're just they're just hitting the body, hitting the body, hitting the body. And a gain of six, excuse me, a gain of four will make it now second and six. And again, you keep getting some first downs. That'll that'll keep that clock moving. And again, Burwell wants to milk the clock and then play host to Cambridge next week. So the ball is across midfield, about the 39-yard line. Long count here, and they'll hand it off to Williams. Williams will go off the guard on that right side. He'll gain about five, and it's going to be third and very manageable here. Be third and one. Yeah, I think uh, Burwell's just content. I think they're uh, getting under center and just waiting for the the, uh, back official there to start the uh, five-second countdown before they're making plays or making a snap on the ball. And, again, they are milking as much clock as they possibly can. Again, 36-28 was the final in Burwell. Elm Creek coming up with the uh, win earlier in the season, but, well, that was with a healthy Karsten McCarter. So third and two, and, again, they're already in milk 
the clock mode here with 10.25 to go. Direct snap to Williams right up the middle, and they hit him, but he still was able to slide off of that and gain about three yards. That's his 35th carry of the game, and it'll be enough for another first down. Yeah, just a, a continual diet of the, the same thing we've seen through the first three quarters. Uh, anytime they get in that formation, they, they kind of uh, count on getting themselves four yards to five yards every time they run it. And uh, Williams will run off here, so probably Birch back in at uh, running back, or Bush back in at running back. And, uh, you know, they'll probably toss the ball to him and let him pick up his four or five, five yards. And, again, you, you kind of know what they're going to run, but stopping it has been a little bit different kettle of fish here. Out of that eye formation, Bush is in the eye. Blitz coming. They hand off to Bush. Bush has a seam right up the middle. That was well blocked. He'll bring it across the 25-yard line, and he'll end up gaining nine yards on first down. There's a, there's a lot of similarities in how uh, Williams and Bush both carry the ball, but uh, Bush seems to have a little bit different pace, a, different, a little bit different quickness to him. Of course, he's only carried the ball five or six times compared to 35 for, for Jace at this point. So Williams, uh, 215 pounds, but he's not a tall kid. I mean, that just means he's, he's thick. You know, he's those big, strong thighs. You know, I mean, he's only about 5'10 or so. And they're lining him up for that direct snap. And he's savvy enough to milk the clock here a little bit. He'll call for the football. He'll go right up the middle, and they are able to tackle him. But I think they still get a gain of about two. Instead of going up the middle to try to get to him, they kind of blitzed off of both ends. And they came in there like their hair was on fire, and they only uh, give up one yard here. It was a nice job of slicing in off the off the left side or the right side of the offense, left side of the defense there. Uh, you know, uh, Williams reminds me a lot of the Minden running back we saw earlier this year uh, when, when they played Kearney Catholic. It's just uh, kind of a bowling ball stature to him, and they find different ways to get him the ball. Uh, same look and play, but they might line up a little bit different each time. But uh, for Minden, for, for Burwell, they line up the same way, and they're gonna they, you know what's coming at you. I formation, they come up quickly here, and... Did we get a timeout? Yeah, I think a timeout being taken here by Burwell. Burwell calls the timeout. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994, located where you need a specializing in you. 8.19 to go second in the uh, fourth quarter here, 36-13. Advantage Longhorns, and we'll return to Elm Creek right after this. As times have changed, so have our customers' needs. Gary Michaels Clothiers and Hastings meets these needs with the largest selection of fine menswear between Lincoln and Denver. Our mission is to provide our customers with a complete selection of quality, tailored clothing, accessories, sportswear, and to deliver an uncompromising level of service. And for the ladies, Gary Michaels carries Brighton jewelry, handbags, and footwear. For casual to professional menswear, shop Gary Michaels in downtown Hastings and on the bricks in Kearney. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair, because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. Handoff here for Jace Williams. Williams gets to the outside. He's going to bounce it out to about the 10-yard line, be pushed out of bounds at the 5. So they only needed one yard there, and they end up getting the big one as they'll take it down to the 4-yard line. That's a gain of 20 here for Williams. Yeah, and a little handoff to the right side. 
uh, and then he takes it and kind of veers it back over the left side. Uh, everything kind of caved in off the left. So uh, it's either a, a play play design or it's a good read by uh, Jace Williams there. But uh, the, the the Elm Creek defense was nowhere to be uh, be at home on the right side. So first and goal from the four yard line. They're lined up for that direct snap to Williams as Williams waiting for the countdown before he asks for the football. And now the countdown begins, so they'll snap it to him. He'll go right up the middle, and he's going to go into the end zone untouched. A four-yard touchdown run here for Williams. And that will push the lead out to 42-13. to 13. Yeah, pretty much uh, Elm Creek's kind of worst nightmare a whole game long year. One of your best players gets hurt, second possession of the game, and, and you can't stop uh, the other team's best player. And uh, Jace Williams just uh, run rough shot over the Elm Creek defense, uh, you, you know, ever since about the third possession of the game. So they'll go for two here again, and they'll line up in the I formation, pitch out to Williams. There's a lot of blue jerseys out there. They'll pull him down. First one there is Kobe Smith to stop the two-point conversion, but another five-points bank touchdown here for Jace Williams. 42-13, 7.38 to go in the fourth quarter. It's been all Burwell here since the first quarter. We're back right after this. Ooh, that light lunch didn't cut it. And our dinner reservations aren't until when? Well, this is just embarrassing. Enough is enough. Stop the growl with Amigos' new quesadilla snackers. A mini quesadilla with chicken or ground beef, bacon bits, and Amigos Ranch. They're just the right size at just the right price. Don't deal with a grumbling stomach. Stop the growl for only $1.99 with new quesadilla snackers only at Amigos. Limited time only. Well, Williams with three touchdown uh, running here, uh, and, and uh, Birch has uh, three touchdown passes, and so a 42-13 to 13 lead here for Burwell, and it appears that uh, Burwell will host Cambridge come next Tuesday night, and that'll be an interesting matchup, the way that Burwell, how well Burwell's playing right now, but yeah. again, Cambridge, boy, they look good two, today. Uh, two very contrasting styles of offense. Uh, Burwell's uh, going to ground to pound it, and uh, Cambridge is going to free will that thing, go in shotgun and throw it every single play. So a high kick here, and uh, with that wind at their back, Elm Creek has no choice but to watch it sail over their head and into the end zone. Again, there's only been two big plays here for Elm Creek in the game, and one was a kickoff return by uh, Gutzweiler, uh, and the other one was uh, by Karsten McCarter, and Karsten McCarter right now with that uh, sore ankle uh, I don't think he can get 74 yards uh, quite as efficiently as he did that time. He'll come back out there, and, and again, he just looks like he's prancing. He's not yeah, really running because yeah. he can't put full weight on that sore ankle. He looks like a, a deer who just got nipped in the leg and uh, has been struggling to, to try and get away from the hunter. Well, he has been hunted all night, and they are going to put Xavier Perez right behind him as they'll go out of the pistol here, and this will be... Throw the ball all over the place mode here for Elm Creek. They're, they're going to try to scratch and claw here. McCarter with time to throw. We'll get it out on this left side, and it is going to fall incomplete. He was looking out there for Trey Miner. Yeah, a lot of the, you know, when you when you have a bad ankle, it, it's also tough to throw on to generate a big throw down the field like that because there's just not a lot of push in your leg. Uh, so it's, and you throw, it's just, and you it's throw just with all your legs. arm. Yeah. It's all arm for, for McCarter at this point. Yeah, and you, and you do throw with... You do throw with your legs. If you don't have that, that solid base, it's hard to do everything because you're used to having a solid yeah. base. 
So it'll be second and 10. Elm Creek still looking for their first pass completion of the night. Perez will be right behind McCarter. They'll put a man in motion coming across. And McCarter will throw it over the middle, and it's going to be incomplete, trying to connect with Trey Miner. Looks like a good job there by uh, number 10 for Burwell, Corey Daw there. Just got his hand on it. Uh, might have been a completion there, but uh, linebacker dropped right to the perfect depth. Just got a just got a fingertip on that ball to deflect it away. So seven and a half minutes to go. Clock stopped here. 42-13. Painful just to watch him run out there. Mm-hmm. He comes to the sideline and gets the uh, the play from Coach Doolin and then goes back out there. And it just breaks your heart because you know he's a really good athlete and very quick, and you just see that he's Literally playing with one arm tied behind his back. They're going to empty the backfield here for McCarter. And McCarter will get the snap, looks to his left, and he'll throw it over the middle, and it is going to be incomplete. Good break on the ball there by the defense, knocking it away for the Longhorns is Caleb Bush, and we've called his name a lot. Yeah, he's had a really nice game uh, offensively. You know, there had been a whole lot of opportunities for him to to make some plays on defense, but uh, you know, nice, nice job there breaking on the ball. So it'll be a punting situation here again for Elm Creek. And again, they've had some struggles here. But uh, Clayball, since he's come in as punter, has had some success. He'll be standing at about the three-yard line. He puts his foot into it, into that wind, and it is going to go through the hands of Bush. It's a muff, and Bush will pick it up at the 22-yard line. There's a lot of Buffaloes there, and he's going to be corralled right at the 22. So they'll actually have negative yards from where he made contact with the ball on the return, but it will stay here to, in the hands of the Longhorns. They'll have it first and 10 from the 21. Good good coverage there by the uh, Elm Creek uh, punt team. Uh, you know, Clayball's been a, doing a nice job uh, as the backup punter, getting some nice uh, height on the ball. Um, that one was a little more line drive. And, uh, well, it was in the wind, and so wind line drive was the right yeah. idea, yeah. So first and 10 from the 21. And with a 29-point lead, 42-13 is our score. We have seen the last pass for the Longhorns tonight. I formation, two tight ends, hand off to Williams. Williams right up the middle, busts through there, cuts off of the uh, judge, and will take it across the 40-yard line. He'll gain 20 yards on the play and use the back judge as a little bit of a screen there. Yeah, the back judge got uh, a nice block there and uh, picked up another or, uh, 15 yards or so for uh, for uh, Jace Williams. So gain of 20 brings the ball across midfield. It'll be first and 10 from the 39. And right now, I don't think that clock can move fast enough for Burwell. And unfortunately, Elm Creek's kind of in the situation where they wouldn't mind seeing that clock move either because yep. they have not had any offensive juice here since they had that big play of 74 yards by McCarter. And McCarter's not up to that anymore. Hand off to Williams right up the middle, and he's going to gain about 10. Just you know, Again, he's just running right over the top for the guard. You know, Rarely are they getting uh, out to uh, out to the end at all. Had a good game, a lot of carries. Uh, you know, it's closing 40, in. 40, 40 carries. carries, you're up 29 points. Uh, it might be about the last carry or two that we see out of him tonight. And again, you get the opportunity to milk the clock here a little bit. Actually, that was Caleb Bush who carried the football. Also, that is only 39 carries for Williams. I think it's pretty safe to say we might have seen his last carry. We might have, yeah. Bush is in the eye right now. 
as Daw will be the fullback, and they hand it to Daw. Daw breaks one tackle. He makes another guy miss, puts his head down, and he'll drive it out to about the 22-yard line. So that'll be a gain of eight on uh, second and short. Yeah, just a, you know, it's a, a really good season for Elm Creek. Um, they're just at the point where the outcome has uh, been settled in this game. Uh, it just, it just uh, kind of sucking it up and trying to make some tackles to, to finish this game out is kind of where they're at right now. It's just not a lot of life, obviously. Uh, you know, some of these players realizing it's their last high school football game. So first and 10 from the 23 here for Burwell. Again, eye formation. In that eye is Caleb Bush. And they'll hand it off to him. He'll cut back over the garden, and he'll bounce it out to the outside, and he'll take it 23 yards for a touchdown. Started off to the right, cut back to the middle, ended up over on the left, and 23 yards later, Caleb Bush is into the end zone. Yep, uh, the, the Elm Creek defense just, uh, and they just uh, have not been able to get off the field, and uh, they've just taken the brunt of, you know, 50-some carries by, by Burwell, and they just, they just don't have a lot left in the tank there to make any plays. So a nice little uh, cutback run there. And they get the touchdown from 23 yards out. And now the two-point conversion. Bush will be in the eye. See if they give him the ball again. They fake it to him. They're looking to throw the football in the end zone, and it's going to be complete for the two-point conversion. Carter, excuse me, uh, Alex Gideon is the one making the catch. In the end zone, so the try for two is good. And now our lead is 37. It is 50 to 13 with 5.02 to go here in the fourth quarter. They'll kick it off, and we'll have a running clock when we return right after this timeout. Anywhere fall activities take you, Friesen Ford has you covered with a great selection of new and pre-owned cars, trucks, vans, SUVs right on our lot. Friesen Ford has a selection to make it anywhere your fall activities take you. From marching band practices to high school football and volleyball games, their friendly sales team will work with you to find a car that fits your needs and easy financing options are available. See the selection today at Friesen Ford just off I-80 in Aurora or online at FriesenFord.com for sales, service, parts. Trust your friendly Friesen Ford team. Well, unfortunately here for Elm Creek, they're going to have that running clock, and then there's just kind of the that little stigma of falling behind by more than 35. You you hate to see that happen on the last game of the season, the last game for the career of some of these players here for Elm Creek. And uh, the Buffaloes will get the ball, and they'll have to start at the 15-yard line because with that wind at the back, Again, it's kicked into the end zone by Mason Plock. That'll be another touchback, and it'll be first and 10 from the 15-yard line. They'll set it in play, and we'll start at a clock, and they'll run for five minutes and two seconds. Yep, and it looks like Longhorns have uh, cleared the bench and uh, put in the uh, second-team defense. So uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, Some of the starters might still, still be in for Elm Creek for a, a play or two, but uh, I'm guessing that Elm Creek tries to give all their guys a little extra playoff experience as well. Well, some of their, their regulars are, are just kind of in squatting formation there, thinking that they, they probably are done for the night. As Yeah, they got a lot of uh, the second teams out there right now for Elm Creek as well. So first and ten. And the freshman in at quarterback, and they'll hand the football right up the middle. And there's really no room to run there for Carter Erickson. 
Yeah, run a little trap play to the fullback. Uh, different style of offense uh, with the younger kids. Uh, we saw that last week as well uh, when they had the big lead on Palmer. Uh, there will be a lot of under-the-center under uh, type plays, uh, pitch plays, uh, iso plays, traps, things of that nature. So short little loss here, gain a loss of about one on the play here for Carter Erickson. And again, that quarterback here is Bo Knapp. Bo, Bo looks to be the quarterback of the future, you know, and a nice little arm on him. Yeah, we saw him warm up and could throw up pretty well. Pitch out here for Erickson. Erickson trying to get the edge. We'll be able to cut back to the inside, and we'll gain about four on the play. And it's going to set up now third and about seven. Nice little uh, lead pitch. Uh, we saw that play last week go for a touchdown with the same uh, group of kids in for Elm Creek. Uh, you know, Burwell's a little bit different animal. Um uh, all the way around uh, tonight, you know, they just uh, they had uh, the, their defense was locked in on Elm Creek's offense. And especially when, uh, you know, uh, McCarter went down. So actually it was a gain of six on the play. So that's set up now third and about five. Again, I formation here. Behind our freshman quarterback, Bo Knapp, and they'll just have a quick little handoff and not much room to run there at all. For Erickson, and Erickson will gain maybe a yard. You know, it's going to be a pretty big source of pride here if uh, Burwell hangs on and uh, does not allow a first down, uh, even with the JVs and uh, the backup. So uh, just a extremely dominating performance by Burwell's defense. Yeah, and it's a punting situation here for Gage Claybaugh. So Claybaugh is going to punt as we're inside of three minutes with that rolling clock, a low snap. And he's got to scramble, and he's going to rugby it. How he got that punt off, I don't know. And it is going to be fair caught at about the 30-yard line. Nice. Actually, it's fair caught by one of the yeah. players standing out of bounds. Nice, uh, nice catch by the center over there for Burwell. <laughs> you know, it was a nice job. He uh, pulled that one right off the deck. There you go. Well, he's the he's center. He's used he's to having the ball in his hands. Yeah. yeah, he can do that. I'm sure he's got a towel there. His hands are all dry and everything, warm. But a great job there by uh, the uh, punter for Elm Creek as Claybaugh had that snap at his, his shoe tops and pressure came and he just kind of rolled out to the right side, stiff-armed a guy and then punted it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a punter stiff-arm and then get the ball off. So about 2.13 to go here in the football game. We got that running clock. And so Burwell making some uh, substitutions as well. And uh, in at quarterback is going to be Titus Gideon, the freshman. And Gideon just kind of running around, trying to look for somewhere to go, and he's going to get thrown down. He's going to say, thanks for putting me in, Dad. And I think he gets wrestled down. That was one of those, uh, is that my guy? Is that your guy? Who should I block? Who should I block? And, and uh-oh, look out. Well, Gideon just kind of says, please block somebody. When, uh, when the offensive linemen are all turning around looking at the guys that are chasing your quarterback, that's kind of one of those, uh, was that my guy? Clock still moving here, minute 25 to go. And again, Burwell will avenge one of their two losses on the season, and they will host Cambridge next Tuesday night. Gideon will uh, hand the ball off on the jet sweep, and trying to get the uh, corner turned over there is going to be Colton Daw, and the uh, junior is going to get back those two yards they lost plus one, so he'll gain about three. 
nice little run and play there. Uh, you know, Elm Creek's uh, backups here have done a nice job making some plays, uh, keeping it in a third and long situation. Probably time for one more play of this game. And that's going to be about it, whether it's an incomplete pass or not. With that running clock, this will be the final play unless they get in the end zone. So first and ten. It's going to be a third and eight here. I looked at the scoreboard, and that was a mistake. So third and nine. Gideon at quarterback for the Longhorns, and he fakes the jet sweep. He's looking to go on that left side, and he'll gain a couple of yards, and that will be the final play of the game. Final score in this one is going to be 50-13. to 13. There's 15 seconds left on the clock, and Burwell is not going to attempt another play. And so congratulations to the Longhorns, and congratulations as well here at Elm Creek. They had an outstanding season. They ran into a very good football team and it didn't help when your starting quarterback only gets to play one series and that one series well two series actually and uh in those two series he did have a 74 yard touchdown run but it just uh just wasn't to be tonight for elm creek yeah even if uh mccarter stayed healthy tonight uh there was still no stopping the burwell offense it didn't look like um uh, you know elm creek might have been able to score a few more points with uh, mccarter in at quarterback but uh you know, just a real uh, stable, uh, you know, force that uh, that Burwell put up on the offensive and defensive lines. That uh, it, it was going to be a tough road for Elm Creek tonight. Uh, Elm Creek really, or, you know, Elm Creek had a great season. Burwell just came out ready to play. Big rivalry game. These guys have met in the playoffs numerous times. Uh, this is like the sixth time in like the last seven or eight years. So uh, they're well familiar with each other. And it was just Burwell's turn tonight. Well, again, it doesn't hurt that uh, Jace Williams runs for 200 yards on 39 carries. Once again, our final score. It is a nice win on the road here for Burwell, a final of 50-13. to 13. We'll step away for a moment. When we come back, we will have our postgame show brought to you by New West Sports Medicine North Peak Surgery. We'll return right after this. Your local Pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season. They have the latest performance data to help select the right corn products for each of your acres next year. Results start with industry-leading genetics, but it all comes down to conducting thousands of local on-farm trials to uncover more insights and maximize yields. When it's go time, work with your local Pioneer team to make the most of every acre with Pioneer brand corn products. Pioneer, with you from the word go. See Impact Seed. Mid-States Insurance Agency in Elm Creek is a proud sponsor of this broadcast and wish all of the area student-athletes good luck in their competition. Stop in to Mid-States Insurance Agency in Elm Creek and see how Chad, Becca, and the entire team at Mid-States Insurance can serve you. They will help you with all of your insurance needs, including auto, home, farm, life, and commercial insurance. Call 308-856-4913. Located in Elm Creek at 121 North Tyler Street. Comfort Tech Service in Elm Creek is the premier source of quality heating and air conditioning in central Nebraska. Serving Elm Creek and surrounding communities, we pride ourselves on great service with quality that is second to none. From residential to commercial, Comfort Tech Service can help you with your HVAC needs. Carrying brands like Mitsubishi Electric, Climate Master, and Luxair to the economical brands like Goodman, we are here to install systems that work and meet the bottom line. Good luck, athletes. Whether it's a car accident, storm damage, or fire, 
When the unthinkable happens, it doesn't matter if you save money in 15 minutes. In this moment, it doesn't matter if your neighbor has the same insurance you do. In this moment, what matters is that Barney Insurance, your independent insurance agent, and the company that stands behind them have you covered. Auto Owners Insurance, the no problem people. Contact Barney Insurance. Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. Or log on to BarneyInsurance.net. And welcome back here to Elm Creek. Once again, our final score in this one, 50-13, to 13, as Burwell picks up the win here against the Buffaloes and ends the season for Elm Creek. This is the New West Sports Medicine Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show. Certified and fellowship-trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Taking a look at uh, some statistical numbers. We'll give you a statistical wrap-up here to get things started. Of course, the big number is coming from Jace Williams. Williams carried the ball 39 times for 201 yards, and he also finished with one, two, three touchdowns on the night. So three touchdowns, 201 yards. Caleb Bush carried the ball eight times for 64 yards. Barack Birch had four carries for two yards. Uh, he also had Corey Daw carry the ball five times for 20 yards. Titus Gideon had two carries. Carries for one yard, one carry here for Colton Daw. He gained three yards, so a total of 291 yards rushing here for Burwell. And they also threw the ball very efficiently. They were three of four in the air with Barack Birch. Uh, two of those three completions were touchdowns, uh, no interceptions. So three out of four in the air for 62 yards and two more scores here for Burwell as they win this one by a final of 50 to 13. And for Elm Creek, statistically, Kobe Smith had. One carry for a negative one yard. Carter Erickson had three carries for six yards. Carson McCarter had a 74-yard touchdown run, but finished with five carries for 43 yards. Xavier Perez, who had been averaging almost 100 yards per game, he had seven carries tonight for one yard. And Bo Knapp had uh, one carry for no yards. So 49 yards rushing as a team here for Elm Creek. And, yes, that does count the 74-yard touchdown. Down run. They uh, did not complete a pass. McCarter was 0 for 7. Uh, an incomplete pass also thrown here by uh, Kobe Smith. Also an incomplete pass was uh, thrown earlier tonight by uh, Xavier Perez. So again, uh, 49 yards of total offense here for Elm Creek in the game. Meanwhile, Jace Williams had 201 yards all by himself. Our statistical wrap-up is brought to you by Bar- Buffalo County Farm Bureau, everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Randy Bushcutter and Scott Mulring here with you. And and I, we've been saying it and saying it, and I, I don't know if there's another way to say it. We just, just Elm Creek's offense just couldn't get going. No, and, uh, you know, obviously losing your quarterback, um, you know, for the better part of the first half, obviously it was a big factor in the game. But and then slowed in the second half. And slowed down, and, and he wasn't able to run the offense like they've run it with him all year long so that that was a big factor but uh, you know the biggest the biggest factor was though that uh, Burwell would not get off the field on offense and Elm Creek could not get uh, the ball out of Jace Williams hands enough times Um, so even if you know Elm Creek would have gotten the ball back uh, on a few more possessions um, you know it it was just a, a tough road for them to go without their star quarterback. Now let's give you some uh, the scoring plays in this one. It started the second series of 
the game for Elm Creek. They had a terrible first series uh, but uh, and turned the ball over, essentially. They got their punt blocked. And uh, Burwell got the ball first and goal at the five-yard line. Their defense held. And then after that, they went to work offensively. And Carson McCarter on the second series rushes 74 yards for the touchdown. It was 7 to nothing Elm Creek. But then Jace Williams was able to answer back a couple of drives later. His first of three touchdowns comes from one yard out. He also gets a two-point conversion. It's 8-7 to seven Burwell, and they would not trail again. Burwell had back-to-back touchdown passes on their next two drives. Birch connected with Levi Bodie from 14 yards out. And then he hit Caleb Bush on a 24-yarder to make it 22-7 to seven at that point. And they still uh, weren't done scoring because Elm Creek took the ensuing kickoff Lane Gutzweiler, 75 yards for the touchdown. So they had the 75-yard kickoff return to go with a 74-yard run from scrimmage. And that was the entire offense tonight for Elm Creek. They trailed at halftime 22-13. to 13. And again, McCarter was hurt at that point. And, and you just worried about what Elm Creek was going to be able to do offensively. Well, they get shut out in the second half. Burwell took the second half kickoff, drove right down the field. Jace Williams with a five-yard run that made it 28 to nothing. Birch again hit Bush on another 24-yard touchdown pass. The two-point conversion was good. It's 36 to 13. And then in the fourth quarter, Williams on a four-yard run, Caleb Bush then on a 23-yard run, uh, threw in a two-point conversion in there as well. And your final score in this one is 50 to 13 as uh, Burwell will advance and will take on Cambridge in the next round. Again, our statistical wrap-up brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County County Farm Bureau in Kearney, and uh, it, it's rare that you have a team that wins at their place earlier in the year get dominated like Elm Creek did tonight. But again, you can't. And I know the coaches don't want to talk about the injury, but the injury just changed the game plan, changed the personnel, hurt them on both sides of the ball because McCarter flies around like his hair is on fire on defense as well, reduced the amount of team speed. I mean, it's just, it's just a different football team without him out there. Yeah, and in even it doesn't matter matter what uh, size of school you are, if you lose your, your best player and your senior quarterback, you lose a lot. And, uh, you know, a lot of credit has to go out to the Burwell defense because they were, they were locked in and ready to play tonight. And I don't know if the outcome of the game would have changed, but definitely the, the whole style of the game uh, changed when McCarter went out. So, uh, you know, to not give up a first down for an entire game, yep. that's, that's unheard of. I mean, at some point, somebody's going to break down on defense and you're going to get a first down or on a offense penalty or, or a penalty or, or something, and just nothing uh, was going to happen against this Burwell defense tonight. And, uh, you know, that bodes well for them moving forward. Uh, but, you know, and, and, and Coach Doolin's not going to want to bring it up, uh, you know, in, in, in coach speak and everything, you can't lose your star quarterback when he's one of your, he, he's one of your top weapons. Absolutely. want to say thanks to our presenting sponsors that help us bring you high school football, Mary Landing Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton, and Piner Seed, your representative Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weges and Todd Travis. Impact Ag Partners and Piner Seed, science with service, delivering success. Hoping to have a, a chance to talk with uh, Coach Doolin. Uh, again, things change a little bit in the last game of the season because you got to console some seniors and all that other stuff. So we're going to take a quick break, but we'll have a chance to talk with the coach when we return right after this timeout. 
Farmers are darn tough and times are challenging. Well, that's when you need an ag partner like Aurora Cooperative. By joining forces, things can be accomplished that can't be accomplished alone. Farmers face tough challenges every day. So having a partner is critical to your operation, especially when that partner is Aurora Cooperative. You'll have all the tools for success that you need right at your fingertips to make decisions and investments based on solid research data, innovative solutions, products, and support every step of the way. Tougher together. Aurora Co-op.com. Do you have a passion for athletics? Are you a former high school or college athlete looking for ways to stay involved? The Nebraska School Activities Association is asking you to grab a whistle. Officials are needed in every high school activity and are essential to the future of the game. Visit nsaahome.org for more information. Grab a whistle and contact the NSAA to get registered. Downey Drilling in Lexington is a proud supporter of all the area athletes. Downey Drilling designs and installs complete water well systems for all your water well needs. We drill wells for agriculture, municipal, commercial, domestic, residential, and geothermal loop fields. From the well drilling to the pump installation and service, Downey Drilling Incorporated is your complete water well provider that takes pride in providing outstanding service to all its customers. Online at DowneyDrilling.com. Let's get you updated on some other scores we had for you, and it will be Burwell who will take on Cambridge next. The top seed won 62-14 over Neely Oakdale earlier today. Fullerton and Dundee County Stratton are tied at 6 at the half. Arcadia Loop City, just an obscene score. They lead at 64-14 to over Sutherland. That game is over on Power 99. Don't forget, at the conclusion of that, we will have a uh, scoreboard show for you. Uh, uh, in the east bracket, the top seed Howells Dodge uh, rolls against uh, Lutheran High Northeast in the first quarter, the uh, first half rather. They lead it 44 to eight at halftime. The defending champions from Creighton were defeated by Osceola High Prains today, 46-32. That is a final. At halftime, Cross County has a lead over Bruning Davenport Shickley, eight to six at the break. In the second quarter, uh, Tri County has a 30 to three lead over Elmwood Murder. In Class D2, Garden County falls to Overton, a final score of 36-12. to Central Valley over Elwood, 50-24. to That's also a final. At halftime, Kennesaw is leading Pleasanton 6 to nothing. Again, Kennesaw trying to avenge their only loss of the season. Twin Loop with a 22-14 lead over Mullen at halftime. Also in the uh, East Bracket, top seed at Humphrey St. Francis, 60-14 to over Lawrence Nelson. That's a final. Also final, Johnson Brock falls to Plainview, 36-28. to At halftime, Bloomfield leads Hardington Newcastle, 28-6 at the break. And a final, Ball City Sacred Heart, 56-6 to over Clarkson Lee. And unfortunately tonight for Elm Creek, they fall here 50-13. to And kind enough to join us to talk about it is Jace Doolin. And, and Coach, uh, just Carson McCarter is a awfully big set of shoes to fill and it changes everything that you do on defense and on offense as well when you lose that senior leadership and that just was hard to come back from yeah you're right it is it's it's one of those things he has a 60 yard touchdown run early first quarter and uh really sparks our team and then that happens and a lot of those kids are uh kind of just everybody else looking like where's he gonna be come on is he gonna come back and um, it just changes the demeanor of the kids, and when you have a leadership person like that and a quarterback that 
when you run your option through your quarterback, it's it's one of those that it's tough. Um, when you have a backup in Kobe Smith, a good runner, but just doesn't read the option that well. We thought we could run with him a little bit and tried even our freshman Bo Knapp has a pretty good arm and um, just everybody else kind of looking for Karsten, a tough kid. Got to commend him for just trying everything he had and mm-hmm. putting everything in and uh, just put it all in the field. He left it out there even though he was probably only about 30%. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we talked to the coach calling, Coach Mowring and I talked about he just, he, he, you could tell he was hurt. I mean, he, he couldn't put weight on it. He, he wasn't running. He was prancing, you know, and it just, it just, so that means that you can't really run your option attack because he's no threat to run the football. Correct. Yeah. And that's, that's what makes it tough. I thought still having him in there, um, maybe hit some sweeps with Xavier, uh, getting outside, but, um, just kind of takes our inside game away. Um, we can't pull the ball and have Carson run up the middle, um, on our sweep, on our option. Uh, you're, you're left to try and hitting something outside or trying to throw. And even when he was in there throwing, like he could get, you couldn't get in mustard behind the ball cause it was his right ankle and he couldn't push off of it. Um, some of those passes late, he was still trying to throw. It was just like, Oh, he had a guy open, but the ball wasn't just getting there cause he couldn't put anything on it. Yep. You know, uh, obviously just, uh, you know, Burwell's a tough opponent. Uh, I know you got him earlier in the year. It was going to be a tough game for you to win regardless of if McCarter's held or not obviously he changes the entire complexion but um you know Burwell's uh they, they kind of pinned their ears back on defense were coming after you all night weren't they yep yep they did and it was one of those that uh they blitzed a little bit the first game not as much they ran a four-man front um so now they just line the guy back up and still send him and um, ran a three-man front but still sent four every time um and once we got one-dimensional i mean it, it made it really really tough um, first game, they were a young team. Uh, they, Coach Gideon does a great job. Um, building the same philosophy I have is, hey, just keep, keep on getting better every week, and then when you get to the playoffs, play your best football. Um, and that's what they're doing. That's what Burwell's doing, and they got another good shot. They're, they, they're used to this. Yeah. Um, they're used to being in the playoffs late. They got the demeanor. They got the attitude. Um, they're going to be a tough out for anybody that faces them. Right, and they're playing good football, and that's just a testament to Coach Gideon how good, well coached at their team. Is. And you just couldn't get them off the field. Uh, the Williams kid I had for for 200 yards. I've heard up to 220 yards rushing. You know, he carries the ball uh, 39 times. Uh, part of that was you guys struggled offensively, so they were always on the field, and they just they, they continue to wear you down. And he had a huge game. Yep, and no one going in. Uh, you can sit there and try to game plan for something like that, but uh, you, how do you game plan with a sophomore running back that you can't game plan for 220 pounds in the backfield? And I knew going in, like, that was their one shot at probably beating us was keeping the ball in their hands, like you said, and running them 40 times and just keeping the ball out of our offense. And great job by them and Coach Giddy and the Burwell team. And just a great game by them, well played. Well, it's, it's always tough to say goodbye to the seniors, but uh, just kind of put in context with the, what these young men have meant to the program. Um, it, every year, I mean, it's, I put a, the season on the seniors, and it makes it tough. It's one of those that um, with this group, there's five of them, and from May 31st, bought in, 
got to the weight room, put all the effort in, and just great leadership. Yeah, just a you know they did a great job all season. You had a you had a fantastic uh, you know season. You really did. It's just a, a tough way and a tough break for the, those guys to go down as, as seniors tonight. Um, but I don't think they're going to forget the you know the great success that they had on the football gridiron. Yeah, I hope they don't because it's like you said it, we did um, coming off a three and five season last year. Um, not a lot of high expectations, and and those seniors really kind of put put it on themselves to really have a successful year. Yep. Yeah, they had a great year, Coach. Appreciate the time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank right. you very much. Jay Stulman, the head, the head football coach here at uh, Elm Creek, as uh, they uh, fall here by a final of 50-13. Uh, to 13. And, and uh, again, you, 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 somebody's going to lose tonight, and you, you live with that if you can go down swinging and punching and giving everything you can. But unfortunately, Elm Creek couldn't do that tonight because they're their best leader and really – Kind of the linchpin that kind of holds the offense together, you know. There, there goes the option game, and that's what they're that's what they're really good at. Yeah, and uh, and you know, I think Coach Doolin kind of recognized it. Uh, you know, even in practice, it's tough to simulate uh, a bowling ball coming at you when you don't have any others on your team. Uh, you only have two guys on your entire team that weigh as much as Burwell's running back, so it's tough to simulate that. Uh, you know, I think Burwell was going to be tough to beat no matter who was on the field tonight. They just played a really complete game. Um, but you're right. If you're Elm Creek, you want to just be able to. to to say you had a shot at it, and uh, unfortunately, as soon as the injury happened to McCarter, their their chance went out the window. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, it did. I, Scott, appreciate that. Hey, thank you. All right, Scott Mallring, my, my color guy tonight. I'm Randy Bushcutter. I want to say thanks to our uh, engineers back in the uh, studio, Stacy Johns, to start tonight, and finished off with Nick Grimes. Once again, our final 50 to 13 as Elm Creek at home falls here to Burwell. Burwell will take on Cambridge next Tuesday night. Friday night we'll have have more high school football for you here on ESPN Radio. We'll be in St. Paul as David City Aquinas comes into town to take on the Wildcats. Once again, 50-13, to 13, our final in this one. Congratulations to Elm Creek on a great season. And uh, they're going to be awfully tough in uh, basketball coming up here in just a little bit. But still, the future is now for Burwell as they'll play host to Cambridge next Tuesday night. I'm Randy Bushker. Thanks for joining us. Good night, everybody. The proceeding has been a Platte River Radio ESPN Tri-City Sports Production brought to you by Platte River Preps. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, visit platteriverpreps.com.